0: So, Berto, I'm having an Oscar party at my house and you're invited, by the way. Woo! And it's we we all dress up, we do a red carpet, we take pictures and we vote on who, you know, who's gonna win the different Oscars and whoever wins them whoever gets the most right uh, I also weight the the questions. So, like best picture, I think you get like ten points, and other you know best cinematography is worth like two points or something. You know, the biggies get them. But it's weighted, you know. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't want someone to win without. Anyway, the point is, is that I have a party and we're going to do that. This is the I think the fourth year I've done it. Last year, you actually won won the big prize. I did because you had voted on Moonlight. That's right. And uh, our friend Taryn had voted on La La Land, and for so, a second, <laughs> well, for like uh, thirty seconds yeah. or something, she thought she had won. Right. And then, uh, and so anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a big upset. So we're coming up on that, and so I've seen all the all the main Oscar movies, and I thought we would do an episode on the Oscars. What do you say, Berto? Get out. Uh, this is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirkonda. I'm a therapist and a professor and a movie watcher. Who are you, Burgo? My name is Umberto Castagna. I design tapestry. So uh, I just want to say we're going to try not to uh, spoil anything, as because we usually spoil everything. We're just I'm just going to try to keep it uh, s- spoiler free. Yeah. But also know that we're not you know very good at that. So uh, beware. <laughs> Uh, now this this Oscars there's a lot of uh, records being made. Did you know that? Do you know any records? Um, I didn't. Well, okay, okay actually, isn't uh, there's
1: some records with the Get Out movie? Isn't yeah. it? Do you know what they are? Uh, most uh, black nominated people or something. Or? So
0: Jordan Peele, first black filmmaker ever nomin- really? nominated for directing, writing, and producing in the same year. Wow. Yeah, first first one ever. Uh, he and he's. He's also only the fifth black person to be nominated for Best Director after John Singleton for Boys in the Hood, Lee Daniels for Precious, Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave, and Barry Jenkins for Moonlight, uh, none of which actually won for Director, I should say. I see. So if Jordan Peele wins Best Director, he'll be the first black American or black person to to win. I uh, see. uh, uh, Greta Gerwig is the fifth woman to be nominated for Best Director. Uh, we had Lena Wertmüller for Seven Beauties in 1977. Jane Campion for The Piano in 1994. Remember that movie? Uh, you didn't like it? Uh, no, I remember liking it. Sofia Coppola for Lost in Translation 2020 uh, 2004. Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker. She actually was the first woman to win in 2010. And now we have Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, for t- uh, 2018. Uh, Christopher Nolan, his first nomination. Oh, wow. Yeah, which you wouldn't think. but no, I wouldn't think. First, first director nomination. Okay. Uh, Logan, getting a screenplay nomination, is the first super superhero, superhero comic movie. book movie in history to win a writing nomination. But it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. No. Okay. Uh, Dee Reese is the first African-American woman to be nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay for Mudbound. Wow. Uh, Rachel Morrison, first female nominee in the Best Cinematography category. Christopher Plummer is the oldest acting nominee in history. He's 88 years old. Meryl Streep has her 21st nomination. She broke her own record for the most nominated actor of all time. John Williams uh, got his 51st nomination, so he broke his his own <laughs> record. Still the most nominated oh living, living person for any Oscar. Wow. Uh, Get Out is the first horror movie since The Sixth Sense in 2000 to be nominated for Best Picture. And Mary J. Blige for Bound* is the first person to be nominated for both a performance and an original song in the same year. So, so what she,
1: you're saying to me is political correctness, correctness has ruined the Oscars.
0: <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that the for whatever reason, our society and the film industry and everything is – conspiring to actually provide some representation. Now, if we can only get some Asian Americans in that, then, uh, then, oh. I'll re- then I'll really be happy. I see.
1: You want it to be like Star Wars now.
0: Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about best picture here. And I've, I've raked this by my ranking. Um, I have a lot of eights out of tens, okay. which is actually pretty rare for me. It's not rare to have some of the Oscars, some eights. Um, but you're saying there's a lot of good stuff here. There's a lot of good stuff, but it's actually no nines, no, no tens. No nines, no tens. Usually there's a nine. Like Moonlight, I gave mm. a nine last last year. Yeah. Uh, there's So there's no nines. I just want to say that uh, out front.
1: Okay. I thought you were going to be higher with Ladybird. I seem to remember you really liking I that. I really liked it. Yeah. Eight,
0: eight out of ten. Right. But I, I wouldn't call it you know, as good okay. as, as Moonlight or something. Um, really love Ladybird. Okay. So Get Out is eight out of ten wonderful movie. Have you seen it? Yeah, oh yeah, I love Get Out. So is that the only Best Picture I you've saw seen? It twice. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, um, I I've actually,
1: seen part of um,
0: of the War one uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Um, I actually hope that Get Out wins. I'm guessing it's not, but uh, I I really do hope it wins because it would be a pretty cool win. I think sure it, it would be a very hip. Uh, they might have
1: handed one of... Wait, is it nominated for both director and picture?
0: Yeah, so... And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so and it might win that. But anyway, uh, yeah, definitely rewatchable. I've seen it a few times. It's really great. It has a great message in it. Um, the psychology angle is it talks about racism <laughs> and slavery and about how white people are always wanting to be like black people. You know? I was so on the edge of my seat for so much of that oh. movie. Um, it talks about hypnosis in yeah. a ridiculous way, but whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, going back to the minstrel shows, white people have been right. dying to be black from the beginning, and it also has like brain transplants, which are you know probably in our future at some point. Uh, anything else you want to say about Get Out? Uh, you know, it was. I real- guess I just spoiled part of it. You Shit, spoiled part damn of it. it. You said well, that's spoil- an older one. So if you haven't seen Get Out, I
1: was, I was thrilled. I had no idea what this movie was about. I went in with very. Low expectations, I guess, but yeah, so did I, was I. On the
0: edge of my seat the whole movie. Yeah, it was. It's. It's. It, it's. And for people who don't like horror, it's. It's really below the. Th- like I know people who hate horror. In fact, I'm kind of one of those people. Yeah. This. This movie is not in that category. There's only one movie I liked better last year. What was that? Mother! Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, Darkest Hour, I gave 8 out of 10. I really like this movie. It's about Winston Churchill. Right. Uh, I just love... I'm a sucker for historical movies. Yeah. As, as long, even... like I just watched LBJ with Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. from a couple years ago. And I, I liked it. It's, it's a pretty badly made movie. I've never seen that one. But I just love to watch... I just love history. And so watching Darkest Hour, I've seen so many different movies including dunkirk dunkirk is about the exact same time Dark, yeah, right. darkest hour is about as about winston churchill's side of trying to evacuate people from dunkirk yeah and so um just of those, it's like both movies came out <laughs> right and 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 both those movies uh, even if they were badly made which they weren't i would still have loved to watch it because it's just like oh it's at the very least i'm learning about history and i'm seeing because i I I need to be able to see what history looked like. Like, one of the things that um, I love about Dan Carlin's uh, podcast about history, hardcore history, is he doesn't just talk about history, he paints a picture. Yeah,
1: you have mentioned how he, like, really lays it out.
0: Yeah, like, when he talks about the Roman... Wars, he says, okay, imagine this, you are a Roman centurion and yeah. you have your sandals on and you have, you know, he really like walks you through it. The right. dust is rising. You can only see a, but cause you know, there's no, there's no optics for seeing <laughs> on a battlefield. You yeah. only see like the soldier in front of you and, and near you and you hear some, mm-hmm. you know, it's plus the it, earth is flat. So and he, he describes the, the Battle of Cannae. I don't know if it's a famous battle where tens of thousands of Roman soldiers got enveloped by, um, who was it? Uh, one of the major... Uh, I think general. you're thinking of the movie 300. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it was great to see. Uh, it's, you know, uh, Darkest Hour. I thought, I I, I could see... I, I also
1: love Winston Churchill depictions.
0: Yeah, I, I could see how people would... Uh, think that this movie was boring because it's it's just a lot of politicians talking you know sure um and but i really liked it and it really appeals to older people i've realized at my university older people really kind of identify because he's kind of an old cranky guy who always knows the right answers you know
1: i wonder if dunkirk had you know did you know the name dunkirk before dunkirk absolutely
0: because as a as a mild history buff i absolutely do but i
1: never had heard that name yeah I'm wondering if that's just a thing here in the States. Yeah, absolutely. And like if in England, like everyone knows Dunkirk.
0: Right? I suspect that more English people know about Dunkirk. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, the other thing is, it sort of bugged me. I don't know why. Like it was a combination of donut and Kirk. And I'm like, Dunkirk, I don't like that name. <laughs>
0: like, well, Kirk, <laughs> as I know, since it's my name, is is a Scandinavian word for church. I see. Uh, anyway, uh, Ladybird, I gave another 8 out of 10. Amazing coming of age movie. It's riveting. Um, it's hard to make a movie like this without it becoming cheesy or mm-hmm. boring or over dramatic because there's really no plot to it, you know? Right. Which
1: is like why people didn't like About a Boy or Boyhood. Boyhood, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very similar movie to Boyhood, except, as I told you, (laughs) I I was like, it's like Boyhood, but it's more entertaining. (laughs) But it's one of your favorite movies, so you're like, wait a second, what are you saying? Uh, A lot of psychological angles in Lady Bird, gender, family systems growing up, independence and meshment, all that kind of stuff. And I did a whole episode on on that. You can listen to that. Um, Dunkirk also gave it 8 out of 10. Rewatched it again last night. Really liked it. I liked it the you, you should you need to watch it because the first time you watch it there's it's a confusing timeline and he he interweaves a, a three different stories uh, even visually like okay. you're on one character and you look up and you see a plane mm-hmm. and the first time you watch it you you just think oh he's just seeing a plane the second and then at the end of the movie you're like oh he was seeing Tom Hardy in a I plane, see. like, and then the, the the second time you watch it, I was I was much more, I enjoyed it a lot more actually, yeah, okay. because, or I enjoyed it in a different way, I guess. But anyway, um, some of the dialogue in Dunkirk was pretty bad, I have to say. <laughs> like, but,
1: I, but wa- I I see
0: what you're saying, like the, the actual lines. Yeah, the, okay. the, most of the lines are between the admiral and this army, um, like. like the-
1: the parts I've watched, I've only watched a bit of the beginning. There wasn't a lot of talking, but it was very intense.
0: Yeah, very and, intense. and the music is phenomenal. I mean, I would say, I mean, music is always important, but I would say the music in this movie is probably like a third to a half of the emotional effect mm-hmm. of this movie. And you know, it's Hans Zimmer, and it just it just builds, yeah. and builds, and it and as a musician and as a songwriter, you and I are musicians, songwriters. I just have to say, like it. He makes it look easy. Like the way he builds tension is mm-hmm. just like if you just listen to it for a second, you're like, oh, he's just kind of creating a mood. But it's like he creates a mood. You know, normally when you write music for a movie, you have scenes. Yeah, it's like okay, here's the love scene, or here's the scene where things are all tense, or here's a scene where uh, it's happy. Or here's a triumphant scene, right. like John Williams, you know, John in Star Wars, which is also right. beautiful. There's, there's dun dun, 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 you know, and then there's the ending of Star Wars episode four where they're getting the medals, you know, yeah. there, there's, there's songs that go, there's the street, discreet songs. That, well, in Dunkirk, it's one song. The entire, you could argue the entire movie <laughs> right. is one long, interesting right. song, because that's how Nolan likes to make his movies. He 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 tonally likes to have it just like move quickly. That's why yeah. Dark Knight works so well. It's because he never stops for a slowdown. It's just sure. like a constant boom, 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 boom. Keep it moving forward, forward, forward. Energy, tenseness. You know? Does he have the dun? dun. Yeah, Not that song exactly, <laughs> but but a similar kind of kind of mood. Um, but yeah, some of the dialogue between uh, McDonough uh, – what's his name, uh, and well, anyway, it, it's it's a little. I'm just like, man, is that the best you could have come up with? Um, but it's almost. I think Dunkirk actually loses points in the general public because it's almost too realistic. I see it because you know there's there's no there's no hero yeah. like it's just people trying to get off of the beach, right? They're not I trying you, to save Private Ryan. I guess there's one hero. Tom Hardy is arguably a hero in it, mm-hmm. and he's in an airplane, um, uh, an airplane, a fighter, <laughs> a fighter, <laughs> and um, you could, I guess, you could absolutely call him a hero. But the rest, the main character, he's actually yeah. a secondary. Anyway, um, I, I think it's great. Eight, eight out of ten. I would have liked it better if it had just a little bit more story or character. Because actually, there's not. You could argue there isn't a single character arc to anyone's <laughs> anyone in this movie. You know, like yeah, it, it's almost so real that you don't really have the kind of cinematic character that you kind of need in a situation. I I, and, and I'm sure Nolan did that on purpose because Nolan's pretty good with character. You know, he yeah. he knows how to, I think, have a through line for someone. And this is I, the
1: moment of your liberation, Batman.
0: Uh Three billboards again. Eight out of ten. I did a whole episode on this. I really liked it. Um, it's not my favorite of his, you know. He he did. Is Woody, Har-
1: is Woody Harrelson in that?
0: Yeah, he's a minor character. He was actually nominated for best supporting, which is very strange to me. But it's the guy who made In Bruges and right. Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, we talked about this. Which are which are I give those movies nine out of ten. You told me I would. Re- you told me I would really like this one if i like those which i do yeah um right is this one not as good as those well that's sort of my litmus test is like people are like should i see three billbirds and i was like well have you seen In Bruges or yeah. seven psychopaths and if someone's like yeah and i hated them and i'm like oh, right. you might not like three but i Blubbers. did like those so yeah i'm guessing you'll like it it's different but tonally it's similar it's okay. almost like a more mainstream version of those two movies um since it's come out i've listened to other podcasts talk about movies who hate this movie yeah it won the Golden Globe for yeah. Best Picture, but
1: I've heard hate against it.
0: Yeah, and I've heard their arguments, and I can't say I I can disa- I can't disagree with what they're saying. I mean, mm. they they pick it apart, and some points where it's like, okay, I, I can see that, but 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 to me, those things didn't bother me. And the only thing I can sort of chalk it up to was I like this guy's style. Yeah, I like his style so much that it didn't bother me. It's like I love Star Wars so much when Mary Poppins happens, it didn't throw me off. You know, I was was like, well, I don't like that Mary Poppins bit, but uh, man, do I love Star Wars.
1: That's what happened to me with, um, there's this gal I really admire. She did uh, an episode of her YouTube channel uh, about all the things that she doesn't like about Rogue One. And I I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, 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 yep, yep. I, I, I don't think I disagreed with a single thing she didn't like. But I still liked Rogue One. Yeah, and it's not still, only liked it, you loved yeah, it. Yeah, I loved Rogue love Rogue One. We love it. And it's even uh, so. I recently recently. By watched... the way,
0: we gotta make sure we get our Han Solo tickets because oh it's God, coming right. up. And it's coming up in May. Oh, it's not a December thing. No, it's May. Like,
1: oh boy! I, I think
0: May twenty-five.
1: Oh boy! Okay, are we are you gotta be. Do we're in, we're gonna be in town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was similar with the latest Qu- Quentin Tarantino movie, um, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. I I ha- finally watched it recently. And I will say... Wait, I thought we saw it in the theater. No, did I didn't see that one in oh, the Oh, we theater. saw
0: Django and Chain Yeah, together. Django and Chain, yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I liked it, but I liked it more of what I liked about it is the style. Yeah. There were things about it where I was like, yeah, plot-wise this and that. But but he's got such a style that I enjoy. Yeah, so. I
0: actually rewatched that recently and liked it even better the second time. Mm-hmm. The first time uh, watching it, the, the the shooting blood bits uh-huh. I was like not expecting it oh okay <laughs> and I was like man do we come on Quentin it's like up until sure. this point you've made a movie that was pretty realistic you know yeah in Kill Bill go for it yeah. but and not in this movie we don't need to see like gushing Japanese blood sure. in these situations you know it's like golly Th- this was a case but the of... second time I watched it I was I knew it was gonna happen and so it didn't bother me as right. much
1: yeah this was a case of where I was like well
0: the story is just not as interesting, but but I f- but I love the style. Man, you got to watch it again because once you know all the characters yeah. and like you know, because it because you know all the backstory. Yeah, you know that. how it ends. You're just yeah. it's the tension and the sure. the the genius of the the play on race right. and the play on. you know, it's just it's. I, so guess, good. I
1: guess what I what I specifically mean is that the actual plot of what is happening. Like if you just trace the line of without the embellishments, this guy's taking this gal to yeah. It's pretty. It's like really small and linear. Yeah, but that but it's all the devils in the details. Whereas most, a lot of his other movies have a quite an intricate plot. Well, you know, uh, like it's a revenge story. Like think of mm -hmm. Kill Bill. It's like this epic revenge story, right? But
0: each scene is is I I I hear what you're saying, but like a movie like uh, like Reservoir Dogs. Again, the story is... I don't remember it now, but... You don't remember what <laughs> remember Red 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 Red? The, No, I remember the style and the movie, but I don't remember the
1: plot. Like, I don't know. Well, remember. the
0: plot is these guys get hired to do a heist. Yeah. It, there's something gets screwed up and uh, and they start trickling back to the safe mm-hmm. safe house. Yeah. And, and stuff happens. Sure, there. sure. <laughs> and there's flashbacks to before, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, you know... I a, guess you so, could so, say that a Pulp Fiction, like...
1: Yeah. It's like, what happened? Why don't all these guys go get a suitcase and then blah, 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 you know.
0: Yeah. But Uh, but I'm a person who loves Jackie Brown. Uh, Lately, YouTube, so I'll, I just finally figured out that when you go to YouTube, the homepage, uh, if you're logged into your Google account, It kind of predicts what sort of videos you right. like without you don't have to click on any videos. It just right. on your homepage. It's like these these you ten videos. Like this. Yeah. yeah, and for some reason, it thought I would like Jackie Brown clips, and boy, was it right. Yeah, They're, the scene where uh, uh, Robert De Niro and Bridget Fonda, uh, the final scene with Bridget Fonda. It, I don't. Know, anyway, they had broken that by the way. Uh, at least on the mobile app, uh, for a while it was awesome.
1: Uh, for a long time, I would always find stuff. Then there were, there were like a couple months recently where it got stuck on some videos that I didn't want to watch, never clicked on them, and they stayed there. But you can click on it and say, I'm not interested. Yeah, in- but I, didn't, I, I sort of didn't want to because they were, they were actual channels I was subscribed to. But videos I didn't want to watch, and yet they st- they just hung around uh, indefinitely. So it was like it was stuck. Yeah. Uh,
0: so three billboards. There's a lot of psychology. There's gender. There's domestic violence. There's a ton of grief. I mean, I I'm really proud of Hollywood making some really quality Oscar-worthy movies about grief. Yeah. You know, uh, Manchester by the Sea. The entire movie is about grief. Good grief. Uh, it's you know obviously race is involved. The three billboards. Government power. Phantom Thread, uh, I, I think this movie probably should win the Oscar. Is
1: this the la- Isn't this the last performance of uh, what's his name?
0: Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, I heard that's a bit of a troll that oh, him and P. T. P. T. Anderson oh, are actually playing. Okay. Um, it, maybe it is. Who okay. knows? But his,
1: uh, it, I thought it was his swan song.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think. I mean, I think there is some truth to Daniel Day Lewis wanting to take a break. Yeah. because of how into his characters he, he gets. Yeah. But anyway, uh, who knows? Um, eight out of ten. Phantom Thread is a very unique movie. Every shot is like a like a painting. Um, if you've seen the trailers, the yeah. entire movie is that. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? It yeah. is just like, and it's a period piece That's of, the one I'm looking forward to the most, I think. Really? Yeah. Why?
1: I'm such a fan of both of them.
0: Yeah. But did you see his la- P.T. Anderson's last movie? Uh, the one with um, it's a it's like in the seventies about these pot smokers. I, I guess I didn't. Uh, Did I is, miss a PTN agent Oh God, what was it a... called? I can't even remember. But it was. I thought it was terrible. People oh. critics loved it, but okay. you know, and then the master was before that, which I liked, which I liked too. Yeah. Um, but then the movie he made between it, I didn't okay. like it. I, I know critics loved it, and I just I it don't was know. it didn't make any sense to me. Anyway, okay. But fa- so Phantom Thread. No plot, but not confusing like his last movie. I, I can't remember that. Um, and it's not as sort of uh, intense as The Master. You know, it's okay. not as psychologically. It not like screw with you. It's it's just about this dressmaker, and he, I guess, kind of falls in love with this woman that he changes into a yeah, model. Yeah. And, well, let
1: let me ask you, which movie sh- do you think I should be looking forward the most? Man, it's, seen
0: Get Out. So it is hard to say because um, Call Me By Your Name, I also gave 8 out of 10. Uh, so uh, we got, you know, Darkest Hour. Uh, the movie you should see, you got to see Dunkirk because it's yeah, no, but I'm going to watch that one. Take um, that one as given. I would say Phantom Thread and Call Me By Your Name are, okay. are sort of equal recommendations.
1: Which one's Call Me By Your Name? Uh,
0: I'll get into that in a okay. second. But um, Phantom Thread is a... But be ready to not be entertained.
1: Like, <laughs> are we not entertained? <laughs> both,
0: both Phantom Thread and Call Me by Your Name are are similar in tone, and th- both of them don't have a plot. Okay, and but every scene is amazing, and the characters are beautiful. Okay, like like beautiful, not in like the Pamela Anderson direction, but just beautiful. She's still beautiful. Just okay. beautiful. I don't know how to put the words on it, but uh, I mean, I guess Army Hammer is like objectively a pretty guy. But anyway. From calling it by your name. But anyway, uh, Phantom Thread, it's like, it's like a documentary in a sense. Uh, the dialogue feels very natural. There is there isn't a single cheesy moment in the entire movie. You could argue the ending gets a little cheesy, but I don't okay. think so. It has a pretty dark turn at the end that kind of starts to make some sense, Okay, um, which I'd be really curious to, to hear what Wait, you Wait, this one say. is... Which one is this? Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread, yeah. Phantom. Um, uh, but the movie is about attachment. If you want to know the psychological angle to okay. this, that I would say, if you've seen the movie, the movie is 100% about attachment and about how people have problems with communicating about their attachment needs. Mm. Essentially, it's between you know this, this dressmaker and this model. Right. And they both are desperate for attachment, and they're both very lonely people. I see. But... Because they're in this world, they communicate through this language of dresses and everything, and and they're desperately trying to have just a normal life. Yeah. And the way that the movie wraps up towards the end, in this in the final like ten percent, is their screwed up answer to answering the question about attachment. Oh, it's such oh, an interesting oh. when you when you think about it through an attachment lens, you're like, oh, that is an interesting <laughs> like solution True. to get your attachment needs met. I see. Call me by your name. Eight out of ten. Uh, again, no plot. Very cool old style made by an Italian guy, uh, Luca Guadagnino. Um, I can't pronounce his name. Hmm. Um, this movie stuck with me, man. Really? Yeah. Like of all the movies. Uh, I would say "Call Me by Your Name" probably lasted the longest in my soul. <laughs> um, it, it does this have Carly Rae Jepsen in it? Uh, does it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> "Call Me Maybe." <laughs> oh, I get it. Um, it it has Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet. Army Hammer from the Social Network. You know? What a name, by the way? I know. Well, Army it's, Hammer. It's, that's a nickname. His real name is like longer than Army. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, you know, he was from Social Network. Who
1: is he in the Social Network?
0: He, the twins, the Weigel Vice twins. Oh, Wigelweiss. I see. Okay, he he plays both of them. You know. Okay. Uh, he's in the Lone Ranger, Man from Uncle, Birth of a Nation, Nocturnal Animals, and Free Fire. Uh, and from what I can, so this this isn't really. I mean, I guess it kind of is spoiling, but I think most people know. Calling by Your Name is about gay people, yeah, gay boys, gay men, and. Um, both of these actors, Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet, from what I can tell on their Wikipedia pages, they're both partnered up with women, with cis women, and so maybe they're bisexual, I don't know, but the, if they are straight, my God.
1: Is this the, um, uh, the Cabin in the Woods? What was that movie? The... Um, you complete me. No, no, I'm getting it all wrong. Oh my god, what's well, the guy from Donnie Darko and the guy who died, the Joker,
0: Heath Ledger, Heath and Ledger. and uh, what's his face? But um, yeah, what was that movie, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, it it is. Yeah, I mean they were very con- the they woods. were they were very convincing. <laughs> it's more like you know. But anyway, those guys were very were pretty convincing okay. as as gay men. Well. Call Me By Your Name is that times 100. Okay. Like, they do not shy away from the gay depictions of sex, which okay. a lot of movies that are attempting to be mainstream will do. Okay. You know, they'll they'll sort of like, well, we're getting to, like in Moonlight, for example. Right. There is hardly any actual... Right. The, the way There's that you... There's
1: an implied handjob or something.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and like hugging and yeah. lots of looking and romantic talking. Right. It, call me by your name. It it waits a while, but boy, oh boy, does it like it 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 doesn't shy away. And I think that's okay. that's because it's an Italian director. <laughs> I see okay. who is just like, look, we're gonna we're gonna get it, and and heterosexual stuff too. Yeah. Like it doesn't shy away from anything. Um, Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in this, uh, which was interesting. Uh, it's it's eighties. There's there's some pretty cool early eighties stuff. Um, okay uh, and this okay shape of water this is my predicted <gasps> right,
1: win. I forgot about the shape
0: of water yeah, shape of water uh, I gave it seven out of ten. oh you and you didn't recommend it as the one I should watch no I mean it you sh- you should see it but yeah. there, it's you know it it's it's fine but it's not I don't think amazing it's it's seven out of ten to me is like great movie you yeah know? What, one of my top 20 movies of the year probably you know at what first I, mean? I
1: thought it was a spinoff of Hellboy. Because no. that creature looks like Hellboy's sidekick,
0: the little water guy. <laughs> no, right. Well, maybe like sort of related, no, but not I'm really. Sure it's-, it's a very simple story. It's it's a it's a good movie. There's there's uh, if it wins, I won't mind. Yeah, you know, it's it's it wouldn't be a, a crime against humanity. The actress is amazing. She she's a great choice because she she actually ha- she actually has some ugliness to her, and I don't mean that derogatory. Like I didn't think she was ugly. But you know whenever they pick like the the black swan character, it's always it's always someone like um, you know like Marco Roby with glasses on, Marco Robbie with glasses on, and it's like come on, you know she's not actually she's like like, she's like literally in the. the, (laughs) Top .001% most beautiful people that who have ever lived. <laughs>
1: like, here comes the nerdy girl. Uh-oh, she took off her glasses and let her hair down.
0: Right. Whoa. Well, the woman whom I'm forgetting her name in, in The Shape of Water, she actually has certain looks to her that are actually ugly, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not, it doesn't put me off. I'm just yeah. like, oh... And ugly meaning, like, she looks normal, you know Your what I body mean? shaming her, it's fine. <laughs> no, her face, there's a normalcy to her face, yes. I guess, is the point. And I thought that was a great choice, because, you know, they could have gone with someone more conventionally beautiful, you know, like right. Ke- Keira Knightley, probably.
1: I, I just love when you meet her, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so refreshing to see someone not conventionally beautiful, someone, you know, normal, normal ugly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this goes for men too. I mean, they yeah. they frequently will just get these you know beautiful men like Army Hammer, for example. Um, I love the director's choice to keep it simple and not to use too much CGI. I mean, the the Fish Man is you can tell it's a dude in a suit, like
1: Hello, Aquaman.
0: <laughs> it it is like it is like there's no you, you can tell like oh they put a dude in a suit and that's him. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It, it's just because he wanted to make Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. And he actually falls in love. Um, It's sort of slow in the midpoint, which probably docked it down to a seven. Actually, if if it wasn't, it gets to this point in the middle of the movie where it's like it was sort of like the Star Wars thing where they've run out of gas, and it's just like Mm -hmm. it's like (laughs) how how, is that how you wrote that into the script for it to to like just kind of grind to a halt for for a half an hour? You
1: know, it's funny because I actually felt that in the preview. So, I wonder if it translates the same way to the movie. Cause I remember when I watched the preview, I thought, oh, oh, interesting. And then about th- th- uh, maybe three fourths of the way into the preview, I was like, uh, okay. And then it ends and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the ending was way too sappy for my, uh, okay, okay. for my taste. I mean, I, you know, I hope it doesn't ruin it, but yeah. I, I'm just saying like the ending, I was like, uh, but, I'm guessing that's what helps it to get Oscar, sure. you know, and, and uh, such mainstream success yeah. is because it has, a, I was honestly surprised it got so much notoriety because uh,
1: from the preview, I
0: thought, Oh, this might be something
1: i like, but I had no idea it would get like,
0: yeah, it is kind of weird. It's like, why didn't Logan get nominated? Yeah, or, and Logan,
1: Okay. Oh, I forgot about Logan or,
0: or baby driver or there's a bunch yeah. of movies where it's like, why didn't those I get? say
1: Lo- Logan was easily in my top five last year?
0: Yeah. Um, the psychology in this movie, there's a lot of gender, there's a lot of government power, there's a lot of wanting to be seen and being feeling like you're invisible mm-hmm. is sort of a th- theme. But the main thing that I, I want to highlight that I think is wonderful in this movie is that it portrays female sexuality in this very real uh, sort of upfront manner. I see. That the, right from the very opening sequence, female sexuality is is present like it dispels the myths of the clit and the (laughs) g-spot and it instead of shying away from it or making it uh about someone's sexuality being male and sexuality being sort of gazed at her Mm. she is she's the one gazing ah interesting (laughs) no one no one i mean you could say that the michael shannon character is this like really horrible but if aside from that all the sexuality is her desire Mm. And her wanting essentially to get off in yeah, some yeah, ways, yeah. you know what I mean. And and uh, you do not normally see that. You know, it's normally uh, sexuality is almost is ninety nine nine percent of the time in a movie seen from the male perspective. You know, right. I have so, seen some people like that in real life, though. Uh, so I, Tanya, I gave six out of ten. Um, a lot of people love this movie. I I thought it was fine. I like, wait a minute.
1: I Tanya was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. What? Yeah. Doesn't it glorify her? Yeah. And isn't she like really bad?
0: Yeah. Oh. So I've I mean, uh Marco. Oh, Marco Roby, Okay. Uh, so it. Yeah. It. Oh, she. She recently admitted on ABC. She. She said she overheard the the two guys who injured Nancy Kerrigan or conspired to yeah. injure. That she she said on, on ABC recently, uh, she, I think she accidentally let this out, that she actually heard them talking about uh, taking someone out to ensure that she was going to win the, the Olympic team. Uh, and she ignored it because she didn't think they were serious or something. So this whole time yeah. – so if you don't know, Nancy Kerrigan uh, was hurt by a, a hoodlum, a, some kind of goon. In the leg, which made her not able to make the U.S. Olympic team, which made um, Tanya Harding. Harding make the Olympic team, and and instantly everyone figured it was it was um, Tanya Harding because she was the low class kid from the wrong side of the streets in Portland, which I didn't even know she was from Portland. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, <laughs> like anyone who lives in Portland, Oregon, is like, of course she's from Portland, but I didn't know she was like a sem- you know Portland people. Yeah. I consider to be kind of our people, you know.
1: And by the way. Tanya Harding does not look like Margot Robbie, <laughs> right.
0: but I will say that Margot Robbie absolutely did, did, a a great, great job. did a great did a great job. I don't think she really acts like the real because if you actually look at the real Tanya Harding, uh, she's a character. You yeah, know? she has yeah. she has an interesting kind of character to her. But but I, I thought that Margot Rob because the the movie really relies on her and and she does a yeah. pretty great job. Um, but yeah that. I hate these movies that they're like okay, we want to make a movie about Tanya Harding, that whole thing. And then instead of making a nuanced story about a nuanced character, yeah. they make her into a hero.
1: That's crazy.
0: And I mean, they I mean they portray some of the stuff that I thought actually makes her a sympathetic character, like she was abused yeah. by many people in her life. Which I thought was a good choice. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, that's interesting. You know, it Which kinda, I didn't know. So yeah, I didn't know so that either. And it makes sense. A spoiler. So you've ruined the movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense given kind of the way she, some of her attitudes about things and, and her struggle. But it absolutely portrays her as an innocent victim of these guys her you know her husband or ex-husband at the time uh, conspiring with these other guys to hurt nancy kerrigan yeah um it it, so what i thought they were going to do because a responsible thing would be like tell the story but leave it up to but say it in a way that makes it seem like it could have gone either way like like maybe she knew maybe she didn't right they tell a story where she did not know right that's how they told the story Mm. and i'm like that's the main reason why we're watching this movie. Right. And you are coming down hard on she is a hero. Right. She's a she's an she's a victim of society and of her ex-husband and these men and everything and then she goes on ABC and admits, "Yeah, I overheard them talking about taking someone out," quote unquote, yeah. to get me onto the Olympic team. Maybe they were talking about Nancy Kerrigan. I don't know. Yeah. Like, okay, let's let, let's let's walk ourselves through that. Yeah. you are training to get on the U.S. Olympic team. You overhear your husband or ex husband. I can't remember if they were divorced at the time. In the house that you're living in. Right. You hear them talking, these two <laughs> men that you're that you're close to. Ta- yeah, it's not like on the subway. It's right. not like
1: on the subway some people next to her randomly are
0: talking. They're ta- and these are these are like criminal <laughs> people. Right. You know what I mean? These aren't like you know, librarians talking, you know. These, no. these are like known sketchy dudes talking about take quote unquote taking someone out. Who do you think they're talking oh, yeah. about? And
1: I'm supposed to believe the story she's telling on live TV is the unfiltered truth,
0: yeah, right, right, exactly. So, so and if the filtered and, truth is that, and she just proved that she's a complete liar yeah. because for the past twenty-four years, up right. until this moment, she has been claiming she hadn't, she had not heard anything, yeah, about this. Right. So it's like she's now on the scale of monstrosity. Right. Tanya Harding is not that bad. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan continued to ice skate yeah. uh, in a lot of respects. You could say that na- no one would even know about her if it, if this didn't happen. I'm sure. not, I'm not saying it's a good thing for her, yeah. but uh, on the scale of like people we should abhor, uh, I don't think Tanya Harding is one of those people. Um, she's not high in the list anyway, but anyway, regardless of that, I thought I, Tanya uh, was, was fun and interesting cuz I again I love history.
1: Can't believe it's called Itania, for example. Oh my god.
0: But oh, but man. um uh, but it's kind of just uh, just kind of a normal movie to me. And yeah. and also another thing that What would peop- you give it? Six out of ten. Okay. Um, and what people are saying about it is, is, is it's like, you know, they, they ride the line between, uh, you know, making jokes but not making fun of poor people. I'm here to tell you this movie flat out makes fun of poor people. <laughs> like, it, it it doesn't ride the line. Okay. Like, it, it if, if you are not a poor person, I'm guessing you're not going to feel the pain because yeah. you're going to actually laugh. Like, oh, look at those... Poor, ignorant idiots. Sure. You know? But the movie is arguably seventy five percent of its entertainment value is set up to laugh at poor, I low see. class people, you know? And so it, it is um it, it felt it just felt gross to me. Mm. Margot was amazing. Uh, the The supporting actress was great, too. The psychology about this, if you want to get a psychology of domestic violence and of abuse from an extremely abusive mother, uh, then uh, then that. Um, Classism is definitely a part of this movie. Um, It's also an interesting case of it's really hard to keep a lie going. Um, Tanya Harding didn't have to say that on ABC this year, but she did because it's so hard... To keep a lie going, you right? Know, it's it's just so hard when you're not a psychopath. Yeah, when you,
1: exactly when when it when it's
0: something you have to work at, <laughs> right? It's just so hard. You just you, there's such a compulsion to like tell people the right. truth. You know? um, okay? Two more movies: uh, The Post, which I gave right. uh, eight out of ten, but oh, you gave it an eight? Or no, sorry, I gave it a five out of ten. But yeah, right, right, right. Let's take a break and then when we come back. All right, we're back from the break. So, Berto, I want to give a, a little update before moving forward about my cat, because I talked I, I sort of accidentally let out in a previous episode by myself that my my cat was sick. And which cat? Uh the Bama Obama? Bama, yeah. And Aww. so he has uh he he has passed away. <gasps> I didn't know this. Yeah, well, I haven't told anybody Aww. really. But I just wanted to tell everyone on the podcast that uh, thanks f- for all of your well wishes and your um, reaching out to me. Uh, it's not normal that I'll talk about elements of that in my personal life. And, oh, man. Um, I think you know it's sort of weird for me to do that. But it, but it was really great. A lot of people provided some advice and resources about how to take care of an elderly cat. Um, but I, I, I don't want to... And I haven't really been responding to emails about it because, it, I don't know, it's just... I don't know. It's just a personal thing, and I don't yeah. want to get into like conversations around like treatment planning or something. Um, just it's a, suffice it to say that he was it was imminently yeah. that he was going to die, and there wasn't the, the, there wasn't anything anyone could do, and it, and if there was something, it would require lots of terrible procedures and it would probably only extend his life for a very short amount of time. He, he, he had multiple things wrong with him anyway. He, and he died, you know, at the, he was 15. So a, 15, you know, that's okay. around the time when you expect yeah. cats to start to get, you know, to it's that many age. many cat years. And um, it was horrible. Um, oh, I can imagine. Heart wrenching. Uh, it was just, terrible it's still terrible I you know I I walk around my house and I just expect him to be there yeah um, he's been there with me I, you know I'm one of those cat owners that takes cat ownership very seriously yeah you know? Th- these aren't just pets that walk around like these are these are creatures that are um, close to my heart and it, it, it's it's rough and I but I just want to I just want to give everyone the update he's passed away he's moved on to another plane of existence and he had a lot of great years and he was a, he was a great cat and he was really um, nice. He hated everyone else except for me, I think. Um, And um, I'm sure he is in the next world chasing a laser. Mm. Um, I know, you know what it's like to lose a cat. I I wrote a, I wrote a song about a tiger Lily Lily. who got hit by a car Uh, and didn't die right away. Yeah. And I wasn't even there with her, which is,
1: I don't know if that's better or worse. You know. I know it's just
0: heartbreaking. You know, c- cats and dogs, they're, they depend on us and they're so defenseless, yeah. you know?
1: You know, I was thinking about this because I, when I was a kid, I had a dog in Colombia named Jack and, um, someone poisoned him. But, uh, our theory was that they were, they were poisoning him to try to like get in the house or something. But, um, so he got super, super sick, and we unfortunately had to put him down, so they injected him with something. And I was young. I wasn't that young, but I, I might have been like 10 years old or something. And it's interesting because even at that age, I think your brain is not fully de- – well, I know it's not fully developed yet, but like the part of you that really gets what death is certainly wasn't all there because right. I remember being sad and like, of course, my dog's gone and now my dog's not there. But nowhere near the reaction I had as an adult yeah. when my cat died.
0: Yeah, I, me too. Immaturity, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But yeah, same. I mean, I was arguably way closer to a dog I had growing up. Yeah. And when the my dog died when I was, I think, in college, it didn't even really register with me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the older I get, the, the – yeah, I had this thought – that probably isn't true, but it felt right at the time, which was when he died, when, when my cat died yesterday morning. Oh, my God. Dude. Um, I felt like I was mourning the loss, every loss I'd ever had at once. Oh. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't just that loss. It was every other loss. You know, the, the pain accumulates which i don't think makes sense but that's how it felt actually that's interesting because when
1: when i when my when tiger lily died i went into a screaming fit that lasted like an hour yeah i i was i was inconsolable
0: yeah i mean which i could i mean i have to say like i would probably would have been similar because it's like and she was very young, too. Which yeah, she, she wasn't even fully grown yet. No, she was... I mean, she was... She seemed really small, though. She 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 seemed very small, very spunky, and she always wanted to go outside.
1: I mean, I guess she was... She, she When she died, she was like three years old or something. Oh, okay. But at
0: most... She was very fragile, I yeah. thought. And, you know, the, the thing that really gets in us in some situations with pets is that... Um, there, it's usually it, you know when our parents will pass away or grandparents or something. We go to the hospital. There's physicians. There's you know usually yeah. some, sometimes people get hit by cars or sudden heart attacks or something. But usually it's like there's consultations, there's talks, there's yeah. this and that. And you 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 go over your options. There's a team of people and you you and there's insurance to pay for things or at least you know state yep. government you know. And so you just sort of you have time and and there's there's options to extend life that are yeah. usually you know decided on when it comes to our pets it's usually the death is usually dependent on us yeah you know we make the choice like I made the choice yesterday morning uh, with Tiger Lily you could have chosen not to let her out of the house you know what yeah, I mean right there's just it's y- y- guilt is this huge component of complicated grief and with pets i feel like it's it's rampant with like justifiable guilt yeah um i made the choice i drove him to the Uh, vet i paid for it i gave them my credit card i signed on the line at any point i could could have been like nope walking out of here with my cat this is not happening today yeah. and you know it's just it's just terrible there's just yeah. nothing about it that is good it's just my my that...
1: my mom went through this again with another dog that she had i mean i this one was more her dog than my dog but i also grew up around it too and she got a tumor and she had to be put to sleep as well and then she had another dog that also got old, got blind, and then they finally
0: put her down. Like this is a common thing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's just it, it, it's part of. And the other part of this that I'll say, and that we should move on, is I had because I I had a cat. I've had cats and dogs my whole life, but as an adult, I haven't really been the one responsible the way I have been uh, to the to Boo. Do you remember Boo, the one I yeah. had? Yeah so i had to put him down when i put him down it was so obvious it was time do yeah. you know what i mean like he he was he probably would have died like a couple hours later if i hadn't done it um I, that was a very hard one for me too mm-hmm. um i think cuz i was older or something and when after he died i got two new cats yeah and i said to myself okay when they go make sure you prepare yourself like don't yeah. you know fall in love with the cats Be with them, enjoy them, but know that in all likelihood, they're leaving this world before you do. And, you know, just prepare yourself. So right from the start. And then this, you know, Obama, he got got diagnosed with some terminal illness four years ago. And it might have been the same one. But I was preparing for him to die four years ago. Mm. And then ever since then, I've always been like, oh, you know, when's that going to crop up again? And, you know, and it would sometimes, blah, blah. And then, so... I had this delusion, like, a week ago. I was like, you know what? I've, I've, this is going to be tough, but I feel prepared. You know, I feel, mm. I, you know, I, I know what's happening. Right. Know, I've been preparing for this for a long time. I, when I would talk with others, I'd be like, oh, you know, yeah. he, he might have just another couple of weeks, you know, and I, you know, just, that's how these things go. And, you know, I had all the right kind of preparation and acceptance. Right. And had basically been saying my goodbyes for four years because I I didn't never knew when it was going to happen. That meant nothing when the time came. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you that yeah. that meant nothing. <laughs> you know, the pain was just so severe, oh. and, and the the turmoil. You know, it wasn't just like loss; it was uncertainty and guilt and yeah. B- you know suicide and you know just i mean not that severe but i am it was it was it wasn't a pleasant it was thing horrible, yeah it yeah. was you know loss does not you know we are oh you know it, well it was good while it lasted you know and yeah. certainly that thoughts like that but there's also this element of just like pure darkness Yeah. you know and uh anyway so what's going on with our Yay! <laughs> So well, hey listen listen i am
1: really sorry to hear that i i uh I didn't know, obviously, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm really sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't even told you're probably the first person like outside my immediate circle that I've told, yeah. uh, I haven't posted on Facebook or anything. Right. I, it just, it just feels like I just, I don't know. I just don't really want to talk about it with anybody yeah. really. Um, but anyway, listeners, thanks for caring. That's mighty nice of you. All right. Uh, last one here, the post, I gave five out of 10. Um, there are people who, Spielberg, this is Spielberg being Spielberg.
1: <laughs> Man, we t- didn't we talk about this? Because I think you had told me you didn't like this or someone told me they didn't like it. I don't
0: remember the last good Spielberg movie. Yeah. It's been a while. Well, so, okay. so But there are people who love Spielberg so much. One, So th- I've been listening to other movie podcasts and there are people who love Spielberg so much and this is Spielberg-y up the wazoo. Okay. And so they this is like they're top movie of the year. I wonder if I like it. I do. Used to lo- I used to love Spielberg. I mean, 5 out of 10 to me means watchable. Yeah. It's like, sure. Yes. Sure. Worth seeing. Um just if you miss it, you're not missing much is the point. And the other people who love this movie are people who love the message, which I absolutely agree with. Oh, okay. I've never seen. Oh, the well, message of the movie. Yeah. I thought you meant a movie called The Message. <laughs> it, it is a historical movie about uh, journalists who yeah. fight against the government for free speech, essentially, right. and to uh, talk about the truth of the Vietnam War, right?
1: And but weren't you were you the one telling me about the Pepsi commercial?
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the Pepsi commercial bit was there's this scene in the middle that has a very Spielbergian sweeping crane camera yeah. shot going over. The crowd of protesters, Vietnam protesters, and it looks like a high school production. That yeah. the actors look like a high schooler uh, went to Value Village and dressed them. <laughs> the 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 way that they talk is like a parody. of... Oh man, it's yeah. it's like
1: your opinion, man. Yeah,
0: and it that scene, I. It's rare that I will wa- I'll be in the theater and watching a movie <laughs> and laughing out loud at how stupid it looks. <laughs> oh no! And, and I, while I was watching the movie, I just started. La- I just started chuckling because I, I, I was like, <sighs> oh, "That gosh. was bad." And Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks are great. Uh, I wouldn't say it's their best roles by any stretch. Yeah. Uh, the script was cheesy. The script. The script was written by a new screenwriter who from what i understand has never written for movies before <laughs> i think spielberg i think what happened was trump was being elected yeah and spielberg very quickly uh, decided i want to do something about this yeah and this script came across his desk and he was so awesome. wrapped up in the moment cuz he was working on um his next movie and he couched... I can't He's. I can't know... I forget the movie... Oh, uh, Ready Player One. Oh, right, right. Ready Player One. Because that comes out this year. This yeah. year. And so he was working on that movie. That was his next big thing. And in the middle of production, he decides to pause that whole thing and work on this movie. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I'm going to veer my entire crew towards this other movie real quick. We'll, we'll pound this out, and then we'll get back to Ready Player right. One. Well, it shows, in my opinion. Like, okay. the post... It seems it, when I understand the backstory, it's like oh okay that's why it's it's that's not, why it feels that way yeah, if he had more time, if he had gotten a better screenwriter um it, it is weird though like
1: something switched between a lot of these it, maybe it's not even movie directors, but you know how the whole phenomena where uh these comedians that were edgy like Eddie Murphy all these people, and then they become. Family yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, they...
0: I just watched the documentary on Netflix about him, actually. It's yeah. pretty interesting. Have you seen it? No. I think it's just called Spielberg. It It's amazing because, you know, he, yeah. it's interviews with him and his He was family. one of the rogues
1: in the industry, right? Really. Yeah, it, yeah uh,
0: with uh, Lucas and... And, and, and Cop- Coppola or... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, what's-his-face uh, who made Carrie? And it's... it's um Yeah, it's it's an amazing documentary. And yeah. Uh, now, I will say... Palma Palma? Yeah, De Palma, yeah. Brian De Palma. Um there are five scenes from the post that are amazing. I I cried. Okay. I cried. So, how can I go from a movie where <laughs> I'm laughing at one scene at at how horrible it is and I don't ever do that <laughs> to to crying. like to like 15 minutes later right. when he has the music swelling and Streep does the thing. Yeah. And everyone is listening and it's like it has And it's, it's a true story. Right, right. And it has to do with today <laughs> and the freedom of speech right. and the, you know, the press fighting back against the, the government right. who is trying uh, – Nixon who's trying to limit free speech right. the way that Trump is trying to limit free yeah, speech. Yeah. It is like a perfect scene. <laughs> it is amazing. It is Spielberg all the way. See, I can no longer be a judge of that when
1: you know it's like, oh, but I cried because did I tell you that I cried at the end of Scooby Doo
0: Two? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, if this movie had uh, maybe the first half uh, cleaned up to about a third the scenes, yeah, because the first half is just like, is it a, how long uh, is this? Um, I is feel like every movie three? now is three hours three long. Hours. It Every felt like three effort. hours in the beginning. Oh God! Um, and because uh, by the time they get to the end, it, it's it it pays off, I guess. But anyway, yeah. okay. Um, so themes there. There are many themes that I want to say. Is that what? What's one commonality among several of the movies that you can point to? Maybe you'd actually don't know because you don't know the details.
1: Well, but I mean, both. Oh, maybe it's not only in the plots, but. There's definitely a lot of barriers being broken, you know? Like there's, there's, um, like you said, there were a lot of firsts in this case, but I also think that a lot of these are. Pushing on button on hot topic buttons, right,
0: right, yeah, social justice issues. Yeah, you have Lady Bird that is about a female coming yeah. of age story, right. when which is very rare. Right, uh, you have
1: Get Out, which is about race, a, you know, a, racism. A and, gay
0: or right, a, a black man. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at Shape of Water. You have a gay man, and you have sexual harassment. Yeah. Uh, Call Me by Your Name is just like a beautiful movie. Mainstream to some extent, and it it's about a, a you know a gay young man and a yeah. and a gay uh, teenager, and they um, have freedom of speech. Yeah, a Phantom Thread is um, potentially people are saying that he might actually be a gay man himself. It, the character might yeah. be gay, but I Tanya domestic violence. Three Billboards has domestic domestic violence and sort of female yeah. power in the in the movie for sure so that 's a theme what 's another theme
1: um, well let 's see a uh, past history
0: exactly. Uh, most of the movies are about the pass. Darkest Hour, 1940s. Yeah. Dunkirk, 1940s. Lady Bird, 1990s. Yeah. There's a lot of- uh, Well, it's like, 1990s. Like Dave a long time ago. There's a lot of, you know you're old when they start fetishizing <laughs> your adult life years. Oh, my God. Uh, Phantom Thread is about, I think, the 50s, maybe the 60s. Call Me By Your Name is, is early 80s, which is great. Shape of Water is the 50s or 60s. I, Tanya, 90s, The Post, the 70s. So there's like no contemporaries. Well, Get Out and Three Billboards. I mean, Get Out, I think, might even be in the future. Uh, oh. But it, I think it's okay. portrayed to be now. That's true. And Three Billboards, I'm pretty sure, is supposed yeah, to be Yeah, no, now. you're
1: right. Get Out is is a little future. That's true.
0: There's a lot of anti-government stuff as well. Uh, Shape of Water, The Post, Three Billboards, that kind of thing. Okay. So uh, movies that should have been nominated. Mother! Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh you know why was I Tanya nominated <laughs> and not Mother? The reason why is because of the backlash. Yeah, you know, uh, similar to Three Billboards, which is why I don't oh, think Three. I th- would
1: have loved nothing better. Like if Mother had been nominated at one, because like collectively I could have heard the pop of all the heads exploding. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: pop! Yeah, you and I did an episode on that movie. You can go back and listen to it, but it uh we both really liked it. You liked it more than I did. I didn't I thought the ending was a little over the top. <laughs> um, another another two movies that I thought should have been nominated, The Big Sick. Oh right, that didn't even get that that's that's uh and Coco actually.
1: Oh, so, but Coco was nominated for best animated, right? Great.
0: But yeah. but Inside Out I think was nominated for best picture. Yes. So yes. so and Coco to me is is close to Inside Out. Mm. Not as good as Inside Out, but but to me I really liked Coco. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And and again, it has all the elements of a of a Oscar yeah. movie. It's just animated. That's the only reason, you know, it's got this sweeping, you know, storyline and Is it, it, it too Mexican to be nominated? <laughs> or too cartoon, you know. It's like Americans yeah. hate cartoons. They just yeah. think of cartoons as like, oh, it's kid stuff, yeah. you know. Um uh but the big sick, I gave 9 out of 10. I think the big sick is one of the most perfect movies that's ever been made. Wow. It is. Have you seen it? No. It is, you told me all about it. It's funny. It's touching. Yeah. It's a true story yeah. acted out by people who were actually in the story. Does, does it have any nominations? Uh, yeah, which we'll get into in a oh, second. Okay. Um, but also, uh, let's see, Baby Driver didn't get any love. Uh, uh, disaster Artist. In- Ingrid Goes West. The Lego Batman movie didn't get any <laughs> love, which which I thought was yeah. amazing. Um, okay.
1: So the Boss Baby.
0: I liked Boss Baby. I love Boss Baby,
1: but someone was railing against it the other day.
0: Which I don't get because, I, th- I, th- I th- again, uh, interesting story, uh, not a sequel to anything. It was fun. Very touching. I cried. You know, the blackbird singing in the dead oh of night. Oh my gosh, dude. So I mean, good. So good. And funny is, the, the villain is funny. Yeah. Like, it is a good and movie. And Alec
1: Baldwin. I mean, I could listen to that guy on anything.
0: I mean, yeah, I, it's it, it's like Toy Story. It's very much like Toy Story in that it's like this imaginary kid world that the parents can't yeah. really see. Anyway, uh, Best Director uh, nominations. We have Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan. Um, I just want to name... Now, with these people, I'm going to name like some of the things they've worked on. Yeah. With Christopher Nolan, I can name every single thing he's worked on because it's all amazing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's all amazing.
0: Memento, I gave 10 out of 10. Insomnia, uh... Not my favorite, 6 out of 10. It's actually a remake yeah, of it's it. But
1: still, it's still entertaining. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's okay. Batman Begins, 7 out of 10. The Prestige, 7 out of 10. I might even bump that up to 8 oh, out of 10. Oh, yeah, eight. I
1: would go higher in that
0: one. Prestige is a great movie. Yeah. I re-watched that recently. Dark Knight, 7 out of 10. I know you love The Dark Knight, but I, I liked it. But to, to be fair, the thing
1: I love the most about The Dark Knight is Heath Ledger. So as a movie, I would go 8.
0: I mean it's it's a fine movie. It's yeah. it's it's probably my favorite of the Dark yeah. Knight trilogy. Yeah. Inception 10 out of 10. Oh, you go 10 on that one. Okay. I now okay. rewatching it. I rewatched it recently. Not a 10 out of 10, but when I saw that in the theater and I didn't know what I was expe- I didn't know what to expect. The way he keeps the action going, you know, the van is falling into yeah. the and they're in the elevator and that that whole last sequence. Right. It's like a, it's like an hour long. Is interesting and the music and the the and the I I was I was like just on the edge of understanding what was happening. You know what I mean? Like totally. It was like with Arrival at the end of Arrival. Have you seen Arrival? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. At the end when it all kind of wraps yeah. up and Amy Adams talks to the Chinese guy, yeah, it's like I'm I'm right at the edge of getting what's happening. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I and it's it's like it and I love that feeling of like. I, I'm pretty sure I know what's happening and things are moving and like emotions. Anyway, I just loved Inception. Uh, Dar- I, I'm trying
1: to remember why I recently rewatched it, by the way, because like okay. I, I can't
0: quite think of why, but I did and it, well, it was so enjoyable. Well, I wa- I also watched a YouTuber had made a movie in which he did the, the final inception uh inceptions where they go into the uh-huh. the dreams of people and actually played it out in real time. I see. In in a in a like a four box format. You know what okay, I mean? Got so it. in one thing you see the the slow mo well, well also the the van is like uh in a chase and mm-hmm. they're in one anyway. Um Dark Knight Rises I gave six out of ten. I did not I was not a fan of Dark Knight Rises. That's the Bane one. Yeah. I, I, I mean it's in it's enjoyable six out yeah, of ten. It's entertaining but uh, the story was oh, yeah, no, ridiculous. I, um, I enjoyed Bane it. Bane was ridiculous.
1: I enjoyed it in the moment when I watched it, but even while I was watching it, I was like, eh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are things about that. Similar, it's like he took Dark Knight and took all the bad parts and made more of it. You know what yeah, I mean?
1: Yeah, and it felt long. It felt con- yeah. the ending was super contrived. It was yeah. just, ugh.
0: Yeah. Uh, Interstellar, 8 out of 10, and then Dunkirk, 8 out of 10. I mean, those are... He hasn't made a bad movie. Right. In, his, in Certainly no no duds. Nothing you could call a dud. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Uh, Get Out, Jordan Peele is nominated. First directing job. He's from Mad TV and Key and Peele, of course.
1: Which is crazy, right? Yeah. Mad TV, Kim and Peele, well, Oscar-nominated movie. Well,
0: have you... Are you a big fan of Key and Peele? Yeah, yeah. Because I think... When you think about it, Get Out makes sense. Totally. Because it's kind of just like... It's a skit they would have done. Yeah, just bigger, you <laughs> yeah. know? It's like he took the best skit that he ever wrote and said, you know what, I that, <laughs> that he didn't make into a skit, I'm going to make a movie yeah. out of um, it. Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, uh, she uh, was in Greenberg She with... Um, uh, with uh, What's his face? i I really like that movie, Greenberg, okay. 7 out of 10. She was in Frances Ha. She, was, she also co-wrote Frances Ha. And she wrote and directed Ladybird. Bird. Uh, I think it's her first directing gig. Wow. Uh, and then in 2018, she's in Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs, which I... Oh! I'm going to bring my tissues to that movie because I predict... I mean, I'm going to be crying the whole time. I mean, we're talking about pet oh dogs God. who are... In a prison island. Well, well, yeah, they're in a yeah, and and, it, and it's about or in a band, a garbage island, garbage island, and it's a and it's about a boy who's trying to find trying to his find dog. Uh, yeah, and it's set in Japan. So I got to be honest.
1: So full disclosure, the first time I heard he was making the, a new movie, and I think I just saw an image or something. I sort of was like, ah, not another animated thing, because I know like you and a couple people we know. Like, love, 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 the one movie. What's it called? His last night with George Clooney and stuff, the animated one?
0: Uh, yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox.
1: Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I love it. Yeah. But you guys love, 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 love it, right? And I feel like when you guys were telling me to watch it, the love was so intense that when I watched it, it downgraded it a point for me. <laughs> uh-huh. But I still love it, right? Yeah. So when I saw the poster and I was like, oh, he's making another anime. At first, I was like, uh Then I saw the latest preview.
0: Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, it looks amazing. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, but it looks you know straight up Wes Anderson, and, and, and
1: not only I mean straight up Wes Anderson, but at the same time, talk about innovation. I know who's doing this.
0: Yeah, yeah, like what? And you mix
1: know. mixing styles. Yeah, and, yeah, and I'm like,
0: pretty sure the movie has Japanese speaking people. Yeah, uh, so I think that the the What do they call it? The conceit is that the dogs are speaking English so that we can understand what the dogs are saying, and all the humans are speaking Japanese, and the dogs can't understand them (laughs) because they speak a different language. Anyway, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, nominated for Best Director, Phantom Thread. Uh, Again, Paul Thomas Anderson, I can name every single movie he's made and say uh, there's no duds. Right. We got Heart 8, 1996, 8 out of 10. Have you seen that movie? No. That's his first one. Um, it's it's really... You, if you like Paul Thomas, it's his most um, s- uh, mainstream movie. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, Hard Eight. Eight, yeah. Boogie Nights. Wait, Hard Eight? Hard Eight. I have gambling. seen that movie. I have seen that movie. Yeah.
1: I, Gwyneth thought you Paltrow. Said, I thought you said Heartache.
0: Oh, Heartache. Yeah. Heartache. Uh, Boogie Nights, 1987. I know oh, this is God. one of your favorite movies. I give it a 7 out of 10 uh, because oh, an... I, I think it's great. But
1: yeah, okay, to be fair... For me, what makes it so so great? There's two things. One, the music, yeah. And the second one, it's one of the most rewatchable experiences for me.
0: Not me so much. There's oh scenes. There are scenes, yeah. Uh, but a lot of like the porn stuff. Where, I feel like I've seen that movie ten times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, great. But but a great movie, Magnolia. I liked more. Eight out of ten. Nineteen ninety nine. Love that. movie. I love that. Punch drunk love. One of my favorite That's movies great. of all time. And the first time you realize. Wait a minute. Adam Sandler. Why
1: can't Adam Sandler do more of this?
0: Yeah, God. Uh, 10 out of 10 I gave Punch struggle Love. There Will Be Blood, uh, 10 out of 10. Oh, my God. That's so epic. So he did – I don't know if that's ever for me where a director-writer has done two back-to-back 10 out of 10s <laughs> for me. Right. Uh, but then he did The Master, which I gave 7, 7 out of 10. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I would give it a 7 too. But it oh, was very entertaining. Inherent Vice that's that's the movie that's you, the, you the haven't other, seen that one I haven't seen that one so I gave it a two out of ten now so I it would know be a dud there are people who really like this movie who consider it to be like yeah. sophisticated and interesting and I'm here to tell you that uh, what are you guys on because okay. i I want I want to watch it what if I'm one of those people <laughs> please please I mean each scene I will say is interesting okay. like there it, it's a series of scenes yeah. And each scene I'm like, okay, this is I'm I'm compelled to watch. But as we were going through the movie, I was like, How do these scenes fit together and like what's happening? And I know it's actually based on a book, and I think if you've read the book you get like the style or the Mm. story or I don't know. But all I can say is like if I am working really fucking hard to to to, like watch a movie, I I don't want to watch it. Yeah. And and I'm someone who likes Inception and yeah, yeah, know, yeah. movies that you know take a little bit of brain power. Even The Master, you know, I I, I loved right. I loved The Master uh, because The Master isn't trying to tell me anything. It's just like portraying. I knew what it was trying to do. It's a character study. It's so so interesting. And I think that's what Inherent Vice is as okay, well. Okay. But I did not. It it it, it seemed. Anyway, I didn't like it. All right, I'll watch it and let you know. Phantom Thread, eight out of ten. Uh, Shape of Water, G- G- Guillermo del Toro, I predict he's going to win the director. To I think fair, he's going to win director and picture, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, I, that's just that's just oh. my guess.
1: So you and I are rarely extremely like, you know, we'll vary. So there's some movies where you'll give it a six, and I'm like, what? That was an eight for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: But rarely yeah. is there a movie you hated and I loved. Yeah. That's unusual. Yeah, so... I, see inherent vice. So okay, that, I'd love to hear your opinion. I mean, maybe I didn't give it enough chance. I don't yeah. know. I'd love, you know, I would love to enjoy it. Like, so whereas someone my, can help me enjoy it. Me and my friend Eric frequently have movies like Mother
1: <laughs> that are
0: extremely polarizing. Yeah, I mean, when I saw Mother, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I'm guessing no one's gonna like this movie. <laughs> yeah. You know. Anyway, let's take a break when we get back. Let's continue. All right, we're back from the break. If you haven't become a patron of the podcast, do so now. Why should people become a patron of the podcast, Bruno?
1: Oh my God! Well, first of all, becoming a patron of the podcast means that you get to contribute to us making more amazing episodes for you guys. That means uh, my buddy here, Kirk, does a ton of research on deep dive topics where he spends hours and hours and hours doing the hard work, so you don't have to. And then goes, you know, goes deep on those topics. The other thing is, um, you get swag, and swag is always fun. Uh, you get to tell us what you want to talk about. What do you want us to talk about? You get to write us emails. We prioritize, you know, emails and comments that you guys send our way. Uh, you're also contributing to very
0: important causes that we, uh, donate to. And so there's, there's lots of benefits, including petfinder.com and our petfinder foundation, which we donated $2,000 to recently. That's right. Because people have become patrons of the podcast. That was your money, not my money. So thank you so much. All right. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water, I predict he's going to win Best Director. Um, it's interesting. He's made some early stuff that I don't know about, but then he made Blade Two in 2002. Hellboy in 2004, which I gave 6 out of 10. Did you like his, the first Hellboy? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth, though. That's just, Which I... Oh, God. You haven't seen I it? Still haven't seen That's it. That's my favorite of his, 2006, 8 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, if I saw that today, I don't know how I'd feel about it. But in 2006, that was a very unique cinematic experience. But that's why I've I've always felt with him that the best thing about him was the visuals.
1: Yeah. And now I I never even with Hellboy and and even with um what was the one before Hellboy uh Pans Labyrinth? No, no, no. Oh, uh, the other Blade Two. Mentioned. Yeah. So Blade Two and stuff. I've never been like wow these are amazing stories i've always thought wow what an av-
0: amazing visual experience yeah totally hellboy 2 i gave actually liked hellboy 2 better like hellboy 1 uh 7 out of 10 pacific rim uh lots of early sort of mediocre reviews now everyone loves pacific Rim. <laughs> I revisionist uh, i i gave it a 6 out of 10 i thought it was enjoyable i would say 6 is right uh, i i fell asleep in the middle. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's a it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah, it is. Uh but it's not amazing. Uh it's no pantalabra, let's just put it that way. Uh Crimson Peak, which I did not see because it didn't look like it appealed to me. What's that? About? It's about it's you, you I'm sure you saw the previews. It's a, like a gothic haunted house and mm. a woman enters and like things start to happen and oh. but it's like in Guillermo del Toro way. How do you say his name in your? Guillermo accent? del Toro. Uh, and Shape of Water, uh, seven out of ten. Um, okay, Th- there were many directors who I think were snubbed. Uh, Michael Showalter for The Big Sick, uh, you might remember him from Wet Hot American Summer. Coco, the director should have been direct- should have been uh, nominated. Mm-hmm. I kind of also think that James Franco should have been nominated for Disaster. Yeah, artists. totally. Uh, Darren Aronofsky. Did he, did he not win a Golden Globe? Uh, pretty sure he did. Yeah. Uh, Darren Aronofsky for Mother should have been. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I mean, if you. That movie was all director. I mean, J Law and Aaron, Darren Aronofsky. J yeah. Law should have been nominated for, for Best Actress. I think
1: what's his name? Bardem, should have been nominated.
0: Sure. But mainly this movie to me was J Law and Darren Aronofsky. I don't disagree. It's just that I actually, I actually saw. I don't know how
1: much of it was the writing and the direction. But Bardeem actually embodied what I felt was a somewhat empath, like a sympathetic,
0: totally godlike character. And I thought J Law was the character that we identified with, yeah. right? And I was with her, and yeah. she didn't she like blow a gasket when she was acting during that one scene? Like, did you oh, hear yeah. that? Like, in real life. Oh,
1: I didn't... Oh, no, I don't know this. Yeah, I
0: think she, like, burst a blood vessel in her eye when when she was giving birth because she was screaming so much. Oh, man. And, like, talk about acting. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little too much acting. Your your ass off. I mean, no love for that movie at all. No love. It just... Because it's so weird, right? People are like, that's weird. That's abstract. What's going on? Yeah. I mean, to me, on one hand, I kind of like that because I feel like... I feel like... I'm a Darren Aronofsky hipster, yeah. Because I, I like The Fountain. Yeah. I, I liked Noah. I, you know, I like, you know, I'm, but and I know no one else likes those, or very few people like yeah, yeah. those, or have even seen them. You know what I mean? Uh, D- Denis Villeneuve from Blade Runner 2049 should have been nominated. That you know, uh, Oh, that's right. Blade Runner got no love. Yeah, well, a little bit later on. but Okay. Uh, Taika Waititi should have got nominated for Thor Ragnarok, maybe. I don't know. Uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, Matt Reeves. War of the Planet of the Apes, that whole series is amazing. Amazing. I didn't see the last one, but...
1: It, it's it's a great... I've heard only good it's things. It's a great ending, yeah. And I mean, that was a series... Talk about like... A series that had just been rebooted, yeah. With Matt,
0: uh, what's his name, it's Marky Mark, remember? Yeah. yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah,
1: and and you're like, okay, not again. Really, again?
0: Well, that that's because that one was so bad. But
1: even if it had been decent, yeah, or even less so, like you were thinking, wait a minute, we who needs more Planet of the Apes at this point? Yeah, and yet they they take this fresh
0: approach. Yeah, that first movie was so good. I, I think it's four. Oh, I think it's four movies in total. Yeah. Because the first one wasn't even... It was the prequel. <laughs> it yeah. Was those, the, those four movies are four of the best, like, non-cheesy, uh, well-put-together. Uh, you really feel... Like, in this in this last one, War for the Planet of the Apes, it really focuses on the apes. Am I wrong? Like, is the first one
1: called Planet
0: of the Apes? I don't remember.
1: I thought that they did this thing where the movie was marketed as just this movie about this, but then you realize towards the end... Oh, my God, is this part of... But I don't remember what it was called, if it was... I
0: don't remember. Okay. But the the, in this fourth movie, they focused mostly on the apes. Yeah. And these are people who are dressed up in, you know, uh, capture uh, things. And then some animator had to animate these faces. And the voice actors had to say things in such a way that it would all come together and man, does it come together? I mean, it is so believable. Yeah. They zoom in on these apes faces Uh and it's the whole screen is just eyes, nose and mouth. And it's completely so believable. I mean, it is amazing and it, and that's all director to me. Um, Patty Jenkins for Wonder Woman, I, I guess could have been nominated. I mean, to me, if I would have chose, if I could have chosen, I would not have had well, Christopher Nolan. Maybe definitely Jordan Peele, definitely Greta Gerwig. Uh, I guess definitely P. T. Anderson. But you scooch Spielberg out of there. Well, Spielberg isn't. So we're we're on Best Director right now. Oh. But if I went Best Picture, for sure, I would have got rid of Spielberg and yeah. Itania and I would have put yeah, yeah, Mother maybe and Mother and the Big Sick. Yeah, that's what I maybe anyway. Wow. Uh okay. So lead actor we have Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name. I've he's been in a few things. I've uh he was um in Lady Bird actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, interestingly. Uh as sort of a uh anyway, it, he is amazing in this. Um the again, the fact if he is straight, Timothy Chalamet is the best actor who has <laughs> ever lived... because it, I'm not saying like Oh my God! I can't believe a straight guy is acting gay. That right. that's not that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I believed that Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer were in love. Okay, like I didn't just believe like, wow, that's pretty brave of him to play a gay guy. That that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is like the love energy that these, particularly t- Timothy Chalamet, this young kid, manages to produce in front of a camera right is With I Jamie Foxx and Damon Wayans in Living Color <laughs> I I felt this thing man it it that and and arguably without that this movie would be nothing you know right. it would just be like eh, you know Oh
1: it wasn't it wasn't Jamie Foxx it was the other guy
0: remember the two two snaps and the
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the other it was it was uh Damon Wayans and uh what's his face um uh, he always uh, played a little straight, the straighter characters a little bit. Yeah, uh, Dag,
0: D- yeah. David Allen Greer. Yeah, that I Yeah, uh, Daniel Day Lewis, Phantom, Phantom Thread nominated. Uh, he was in. He has Oscars for My Left Foot, There Will Be Blood, and Lincoln. <laughs> um, he's the only male actor in history to have three wins in that lead actor category. By wow. right. <laughs> uh So if he wins for this one, which I don't think he will, but he if he does, I'd be happy because he does an amazing job in this. So Tom Hanks had only two. I don't know. Uh, he had,
1: he had uh, Philadelphia and Forrest Gump, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh,
0: Daniel uh, Kaluuya for Get Out got nominated. Uh, he's from Sicario and the Black Mirror episode, 15 Million Merits. Uh, I thought Daniel K- Kaluuya was, was pretty good in this, but I wouldn't... To me, I think there are other actors who could have been nominated. I don't know who, though. Um, anyway. Uh, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, playing... You know he's playing Winston Churchill. Uh, right. I, I, I'm predicting he's going to win because uh, when when you think about the, because you think Timothy Chalamet, how many people actually saw Call Me, Call Me by Your Name? I, sure. I, don't, I don't think many people did.
1: I mean, has Gary Oldman won before? Which I don't think he has because he's amazing. In yeah. well, in roles that really leverage him properly, yeah, he's one of the best.
0: No, no. I have been on record yes. as saying, he's he w- in the 90s and early aughts, he was my favorite actor yeah, of, all, of all time. Amazing. amazing. I, I would tell people, uh, oh my God, Gary Oldman is in this movie, and people are like, who's Gary Oldman? I think like, he's <laughs> the best actor who has ever lived. Well, one of the things is, I, a lot of people would see him in roles, and he actually was so different. Yeah. Like, he was Oswald. Well, so I'm going to go through. Okay. So the first movie, so I'm just listing the movies that I really remember him from. He's yeah. been in so many movies. But the first movie I saw him in is in '86, Sid and Nancy. He plays Sid, yeah, Vi- Sid right. Vicious. Right. Yeah. Did an amazing job in that. Amazing. He is so convincingly Sid Vicious yes. in that movie. And Rosencrantz and are amazing, are dead. He plays Rosencrantz. Yes. Uh, and it's such
1: a funny movie. Oh, my God. But, so the,
0: but the movie I fell in love with him really was 1990, State of Grace. Which I've never seen. With Sean Penn. Where I? I don't he, think I've seen he plays, it's it's sort of a Irish gangster movie. Mm. It's pretty good. I think it holds up. Uh, Henry in June, he was in that movie. He was uh, in JFK. He plays Lee yeah. Harvey Oswald. And did a, a, an amazing job. Right. like you Nearly just, unrecognizable. Right. You just thought, that's Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, so good. Francis Ford Coppola, he plays Count Dracula. Uh, True Romance. Right. Uh, he plays Drexel Spivy. Uh, the, the, or Spivy. The, Spivy. He, he's the Rasta guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Romeo's Bleeding. Uh, Leon the Professional, he plays a uh, a cop in that movie. Does he? Yeah. Oh. He's like the evil. He's okay. like popping pills. So Immortal remember. Beloved, he plays. Oh, of L- Ludwood Van Beethoven. Yes, amazing. Amazing movie. Basquiat, he he's in that movie, which is great. The Fifth Element, he He, right? he plays. Oh, so good. Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. <laughs> <laughs> um, Air Force One, he's in that. Harry Potter. He's serious black. Serious
1: black. I mean, oh, so good.
0: And the Batman movies. He was, uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon. Um,
1: which again, like, I forgot about. It. Like, you forget, yeah. these roles because he he just
0: becomes those people. So what's interesting is that since, um, so really, The Fifth Element, nineteen ninety seven, was the last. Gary Oldman-y movie I'd seen him in, you know, where yeah. he could really be Gary Oldman. Yeah. You know, because Harry Potter, Sirius Black, it's like... Yeah, ah, he's a side character, but he's eh, great. He's fine, but yeah. I wouldn't say it really let Oldman do Oldman. Sure. And then Batman Begins is like... S- superhero character. Yeah. yeah, but he and he plays an excellent Commissioner Gordon, yeah. but the character is supposed to be subdued and yeah. sort of powerless. And so I when I reviewed his movies, it was like, I haven't seen him do anything super old mini like in a powerful tw- role in 20 years yeah. until darkest hour. Right. He, he nails this. So I mean, hopefully he wins. So I, I have, I went to the, when I was in London, I went to the Winston Churchill museum, which is takes place, which is in the physical place where this whole movie takes place, mm. which is in this bunker in, in the heart of London. Where basically they would run the entire military operations and government operations, you know, because of the bombing and stuff. Anyway, Denzel Washington is the last one. He's nominated for Roman J. Israel Esquire. This is one of the only Oscar movies I haven't seen yet. I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to see it before the Oscars actually happen. Denzel has won for two uh, Academy Awards. Uh, he's won for Best Supporting Actor in Glory in the 89 and Best Actor for Training Day. This is the one movie you and I really disagree on. Oh, yeah, right. So you love Training Day. Love it. Like out of 10, 10 stars. 10 no, di-
1: but I'd give it a at least an 8.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd think I'd give it like a 3. Like this movie, the first. Half an hour, I was like, okay, I see where this is going. (laughs) And then then it just progressively gets more and more ridiculous. And
1: this is another one that's highly rewatchable for me.
0: And loved. Everyone loves this movie. And I like other movies that that guy made. Uh, But anyway, uh, Denzel Washington, he's been in so many things. But just to list some of the movies that I've (laughs) I've loved. Glory, Mobetta Blues, Mississippi Masala, Malcolm X, Much Ado About Nothing, The Pelican Breathe, Philadelphia, Crimson Tide, yeah, virtuosity, Devil in a Blue Dress, He Got Game. Remember the Titans training day, um, in, <laughs> Inside Man, another Spike Spike Lee movie, like a more straight up. By Spike the Lee. way,
1: I loved He Got Game when I saw it. Yeah, but I watched it recently. Yeah. First off, I think I don't like how Spike Lee cuts movies. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's him editing them, but I don't like it. And when I watched it recently, I'm like, man, this is fairly disjoint after the first thirty percent. Yeah, but it is entertaining because it's, you know, it's got Ray uh, Allen, whatever his name is, and it's Ray it's, Allen, and I love basketball, and so it's like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, American yes.
0: Gangster. Have you seen that Ridley Scott? movie? No, that's oh. supposed to be amazing, right? Dude, you got to see American Gangster. Okay, okay. Uh, Book of Eli, which I didn't really like that much. Um, everyone, where he plays, um, blind Zatuichi. But basically. did you mention? Wait, Unstoppable, Safe House, Flight.
1: Oh, you, you Crimson Tide was with with uh, what's his name, uh,
0: like T- Tony Scott, yeah, right. with yeah. Uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah, um, if- Flight. Which my God, he was amazing in Flight. He should have won the Oscar for that. Um, have you seen Flight? No, it's so good. Like it, it is any like a pilot in that and one? an alcoholic, yeah, and, and it's it's just so good. Okay. The Equalizer. What a terrible movie! I can't. I went to a theater, or I saw this in a hotel room once, or something. It is like the cheesiest, dumbest movie. (gasps) And he was
1: in the one that we loved, the the
0: Fences, Fences, and Magnificent Seven uh, last year as well, which I thought was okay. Was was, he not? He was
1: nominated for Fences, right? Yeah. Oh my God! He was nominated.
0: He didn't win, but he also amazing performance. He also directed and produced that. He directed, produced, and acted. I I recently we watched that movie. Uh, excellent! Just so good, and 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 talk about a uh tour de force for acting. Oh know? my god! Yeah, and and that preview never did a justice
1: because I remember not wanting to see it from the preview. Right? Well,
0: it, I don't know how you make a preview for that movie to make it you know interesting or to make it to make you go because it's like yeah, I guess
1: so. What it just scenes had,
0: do you pull?
1: But but it just had this. I, I thought the whole movie was gonna be him fighting with the sun the whole time with the sun.
0: Right. I think and there was so much more subtle to it. Like there was. So right. Much, I think the marketers were like, "We gotta have something in here to show." You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's what they show. Okay. Lead actor. So I think that Gary Oldman will win because I don't think get, uh, Daniel Kaluuya from from Get Out is gonna win. Um, I, Daniel Day Lewis might win. Timothy Chalamet, I think, is too young, and I don't think enough people have seen that movie, and I don't think enough people think Denzel Washington deserves an Oscar for this particular movie. Um, if they don't give him for Fences, then I don't yeah. think they're going to give him for this movie. Okay, lead actress Sally Hawkins is her name? Forgotten. Um, she's been on a lot of stuff, but I've I didn't see any of it. So to me, I think this is the first Sa- Sally Hawkins thing I've ever seen. Frances McDormand from Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I predict Frances McDormand is going to win. Just I really a, like her. Just a guess. Uh, she is amazing at Three Billboards. Is she? Yeah. I mean, she, she carries 70 to 90% of the movie.
1: She was the only thing I liked about Fargo.
0: She, and, and she. <laughs> it, it's sort of like... It's sort of in that direction of Fargo, you know, mm-hmm. it's like she she's so great. I mean Burn After Reading, she's so great. Yeah, that's true. Um just to again name a bunch of movies that Francis Dorman's been in that I love. Blood Simple is the first one, uh, a Cohen movie. Cohen brother Cohen Brothers Lover. Yeah. Uh Raising Arizona, Mississippi Burning, Miller's Crossing, Dark Man. I thought aren't you a Dark Man fan?
1: No, but I it was fine. It was- okay. <laughs> uh
0: Barton Fink. Shortcuts, the Hudsucker proxy. Far- oh, Fargo. She that right? Almost famous. Uh, the man who wasn't there. Another Coen brother. Yeah. Uh, North Country. Aeon Flux. Did you ever see Aeon no, Flux? No, I haven't seen it. it. it is. Um, it's interesting. I. It's, Isn't Charlie's in that or? Uh, huh? No. Who's that girl? That yeah, Charlie Stern. Charlie Stern. Yeah. Okay. She actually broke her back doing <gasps> doing stunts for that oh. movie. Yeah. Burn after reading. Transformers, Moonrise Kingdom, she was great in that. Oh, right, The Good Dinosaur, uh, which I don't feel like gets enough love. I yeah, really, that was a good one. Um, too. Hail Caesar, Three Billboards, and she's also in Isle of Dogs. Oh, um, okay, Marco Robbie or Robi Itania, uh, she uh, again, I thought she did a great job, and if she gets the Oscar, I, I think so. I think Sally Hawkins has a good shot at this Oscar. I think Frances McDormand probably has it on lock. Uh, marco robbie i think could she, she was go. one of the
1: only things one of the very few things about the suicide squad that was entertaining <laughs> um
0: yeah i thought will smith was actually pretty good yeah too.
1: her and will smith i mean will smith is generally enjoyable even though he hasn't done great movies recently. have you seen
0: that netflix movie that they made about orcs being cops and stuff yet no i heard it's terrible
1: and that's the thing. I, I always enjoy him, but I feel like he hasn't been properly utilized lately. No, no. Uh,
0: so she. the first thing I saw her in was Wolf of Wall Street. She was great in that. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, she was in Z for Zachariah, which you haven't seen yet. It's it, it's three people after an apocalypse. Mm. Uh, it's. I think you should see it. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Z for Zachariah. Uh, she was in the big short. Very briefly yeah that,
1: that one actually it's not her fault, but that was one of the things I didn't like about that movie is I felt like it detracted from their story to use that style of
0: interjecting these little talk to the fourth break the fourth wall, plus you know i I during that time listened to um this American life. Mm-hmm. And they they did a whole series of episodes on the economic crisis at the yeah. time they sort of took it on to be like we're gonna do in-depth reporting um you know unbiased right you know we're gonna really look into this we're gonna interview experts we're gonna and and you know they they did a very nuanced piece on like yeah. does this mean the end of our economy right. should the government step in you know all the kind of thing uh, why did this happen and I remember like after listening to all those podcast i like had kind of a grasp in fact one time you me and mitch were in his kitchen trying to be quiet because rory was sleeping and we were all arguing about why the economy was crashing because it was Uh, right around that time and i and i had a bunch of ants you were blaming it on the federal reserve sure and I was and I was bringing and I said, well, that's a point, but actually, a bigger reason is is what the big short is all the credit about. Default swaps, yeah. And I was bringing that up, and you hadn't really heard of it yet, no, and yet. because I had been I had been listening to these podcasts. Do yeah. you remember that argument?
1: I, I briefly or I loosely do. Um, I I I don't remember the details, but yes.
0: Anyway, so so I have a very layman's, you know, somewhat informed yeah. understanding of the credit default swaps and and how that whole thing went down and why it led to the crash and and some banks going belly up and how everyone lost so much money. And when I watched the big short, her scenes were designed to explain it in a simple manner to the audience. So they're trying to sum up, you know, basically five hours of this American Life episode into like (laughs) this entertaining little bit. And what I thought they did is they made it more confusing. The way she described it was this very twisted metaphor. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work. That did not actually there's actually an easy way of describing it, yeah. but that was not it. That was not it. Yeah. And it just it
1: also like they actually underused uh our boy, uh Christian Bale. Bale because he he played a great character. yeah And how much it was the real one or not, it doesn't matter. He played a great character. And his part in the movie was sort of underutilized and instead they they added all these extra little cutesy
0: scenes. Yeah, I thought it was just really overly cutesy. I mean, Adam McKay, right? So, I thought it was just a lot. I think they really wanted to make it entertaining and like, yeah. aren't these characters interesting? You know, yeah. like they made uh, Michael Scott. Um, what's his What's his real name? <laughs> um, anyway, Scott, yeah. uh, they they made they made his character. Um, like he goes to group therapy and he's talking on his phone and yeah. and everyone in the audience is laughing like oh like ah, look at him he's really giving it to him he's yeah. he's really annoying that that therapist who's trying to earn her living yeah. you know what I mean it's like he's a total asshole like yeah. you're trying to make him sympathetic he's a
1: dick yeah in some ways they it definitely not their intention and I'm not even saying they they fully did this but there was a little bit of glorification to the mess
0: absolutely you know absolutely. <laughs> and you know and then Brad Pitt comes in and you know anyway yeah. um, you know the movie was fine I, th- I probably gave it like six so but six Margot Robbie yeah it was not her fault she did fine in that scene <laughs> she's also in Whiskey Tango Foxtrot which I did not see got kind of mixed reviews she was in a movie called she was Jane in The Legend of Tarzan which came out last year
1: what
0: yeah which, I never even heard of this I, I must, must have been straight to DVD uh, Suicide Squad and then I, Tonya. Um, Are you telling me Margot Robbie was in a Jane costume last year and I missed it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Sor- Sorcerer Ronan, Ladybird, uh I remember her from Atonement in 2007. Great movie. She was in uh, Arete. She's she like in the English-American version of that Japanese anime movie. She's in The Way Back, which is a, a pretty cool movie about these prisoners in the Russian gulags or you know something and they they have to they escape and and they have to hike basically across Russia oh my god (laughs) to get out to get to safety and it's it's a really great movie uh she's in Hannah she plays Hannah the young Hannah uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, that's what the first movie I remember her as as like an older mm-hmm. kind of adult. She was in Brooklyn, amazing movie Brooklyn. I loved that movie. I think I gave that 9 out of 10 when it came out. Lady Bird and then uh next year she's in a movie where she plays Mary Queen of Scots in a movie called Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, wow. Which is interesting because when I was in London, uh I saw Mary Queen of, Queen of Scots her, you know, her t- her, her sarcophagus deal. or whatever. Right. Anyway, so Sorcha Ronan, if she wins, I'd absolutely be cool with that. Marco Robbie, yeah, fine. Sally Hawkins, totally fine. Frances Storman, hope she wins. And then we have Meryl Streep, who got nominated again. Uh, she is one for Kramer versus Kramer, Sophie's Choice, and The Iron Lady, which I really like. Did you see Iron Lady? She, she played. Uh, she plays uh, what's her face? Yeah, the uh, prime minister. Prime minister. Yeah, I didn't see that. Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher. It is. But didn't it's, they
1: like sort of glorify her a bit?
0: Yeah, so but you know they're gonna do that, but they also portray uh, her, you know, history. Um, interestingly, I I really liked it. They try to tell her entire life in, in one yeah. movie. Uh, it's like
1: they they've definitely like uh, I don't know if this is a bad term nowadays, but they've whitewashed a lot of. British history with making it look, you know, they're they're very noble and,
0: yeah. very you know, but but they were as colonialist as, as it comes, you know, right? I mean, she was, and I can't remember how responsible they were with that, but they. They did – the best part about the Iron Lady was at the end or interspersed throughout when she's old and retired. Okay. And she has Alzheimer's. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And they portray that whole thing like just really interestingly, I thought, anyway. To be honest – And I thought – I don't know her history. She was great. I
1: should have watched it. It should – yeah, I'll I'll try to watch it. It's interesting. History's interesting. I
0: mean, yeah. The thing about politicians during this time is uh, part of their actions were self-motivated. Yeah but most of their actions were dominated by the public will. Yeah. It's not like these were rogue politicians doing what the people didn't want. I mean, Thatcher and Reagan were extremely popular individuals right. in the 80s and they their, you know, jingoism, jingo, jingoism yeah. and their colonialism were welcomed by the constituents. Yes. So, you know, Uh, you can blame him for sure, but you got to also include the people who voted for him so many freaking times, you know? Um, And, you know, we don't, the English people don't vote for their prime minister, but um, directly the way that we do for Ronald Reagan. But anyway, um, uh, anyway, so nominations for Meryl Streep. I just want to name just some because he's been nominated 21 times. But the ones that I know: The French Lieutenant's Woman, Silkwood, Out of Africa, Ironweed, Evil Angels, Postcards from the from the Edge, The uh, Bridges of Madison Madison County. She's amazing in that. One True Thing, Music of 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 the Heart, Adaptation. She's great in adaptation. Oh, I
1: love that movie.
0: Uh, Devil Wears Prada, Doubt, great movie. Doubt, Julie and Julia, August, Osage County, which I still haven't seen, which is weird because it's like about a family, and I should see it. Um, into the Woods, which I also haven't seen because I'm not really into those kinds of musicals. I love that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Florence Foster Jenkins. Is that the one where she's like a rock star? <laughs> is it? Anyway.
1: Oh, by the way, because like Into the Woods, I remember many, many years ago, someone brought over a VHS tape to my place. That's how many years ago this was. And, and like, well, we got to watch this. And I'm like, uh, okay, what is this? It's Into the Woods. You've seen it, right? We just we should watch it again. I'm like, I've never even heard of this. What? It was one of those things. And then we pop it in, and it was like this... It wasn't like a, a budget movie, it, like a, a Hollywood movie. It was a stage production filmed. Oh, no. And I'm sitting there. We're watching this? Dude, it was so entertaining. Because oh. it was like this satirical take on all these famous Grimm right. stories. Yeah, It was so entertaining. So I was actually... I was like, "Wow, this is pleasant surprise." So when the movie came out, I really wanted to see it, and I was not disappointed.
0: Okay, well, let's take a break. When we get back, let's talk about the women who were snubbed for Best Actress. What do you say? Let's do it. All right, we're back from the break. The women who were snubbed. I think J Law was snubbed. I'm just going to say it. She should have been yeah. nominated for Best Actress. Yeah, I, I'm with. I mean, I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, Meryl <laughs> Streep doesn't need yet another nomination. Plus, I do not think that her in the post was. Oscar worthy. I mean, okay. she she did a she did a journeyman's job. You know, yeah. she showed up. She, she you know she did it. Yeah, and she it's it's convincing. Yeah, but in terms of like acting, acting, I, I wouldn't consider it like Oscar worthy. Right. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence in Mother. Whether you like the movie or not, I don't know. To no, me, I, you I, have no, to I, agree.
1: No, a lot. I mean, I loved it, but and I loved her. But a lot of people I heard were like. She's just like... These are like just close-ups of her face and she's just like looking confused the whole movie. <laughs> and I was like... And I'm like, oh my gosh, because my experience is so opposite. Like you, I was totally carried with her. Like, she carried me through the movie. Yeah. And I, I totally empathized with her situation. Yeah. I felt her confusion. Yeah. I felt her pain, her anguish, her loss. I was like, oh my God.
0: Another movie, Inger Goes West, I thought Aubrey Plaza could have been nominated. I mean, I do if, I don't know who I would have bumped other than Meryl Streep for Aubrey Plaza uh, in, for In Your Goes West, but um, I thought Aubrey Plaza was just amazing in yeah. In Goes West. Uh, it, it was a complicated character, and I thought she did really well. All right, supporting actor Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project. Have you seen this? Uh, I know what it is. Is this, in this year's uh, Moonlight. Uh, kind of, uh, in tone, I yeah. suppose.
1: Willem defoe is another one of those is one of my favorites
0: yeah and he plays a very interesting character in this he is the only noticeable actor in Uh this he's the only known in fact the the lead woman in the florida project the director found her on instagram okay (laughs) and thought she really thought she looked and she wasn't even an actress okay She was just a woman who has a lot of of tattoos, like a lot of tattoos. And she's like, okay, I think, you know, would you like to be in this new movie? And it shows because the movie is very, it's like Moonlight in that there doesn't seem to really be a script. It's more just like scenes. And basically the whole movie takes place in this hotel in Florida. And it's, you know, a lot of poor people living uh, just day to day. And these kids are – they become friends, and they basically just kind of roam the neighborhood uh, having fun. Okay. And there's no plot, but it's its interesting. I gave it 7 out of 10. Um, just a wonderfully shot movie. Uh, you could really tell, like, these are not actors playing uh-huh. these parts except for Willem Dafoe. Um, did I think he deserved a an, uh, an Oscar nomination for this movie? No. I mean, he – you know he does he's fine but I think this was a nod because they're like well we're not nominating Florida Project for anything else so we got to nominate it for something (laughs) because it is an amazing movie Willem Dafoe uh, nominated what movies do you remember him from
1: American Psycho, baby! Yeah, what else?
0: <laughs> well, he was in The Last Temptation of Christ, of course. Yeah, which is one of my favorite Scorsese movies. He's just crazy, man. Um, yeah. Platoon. Platoon. Which he was nominated for. and didn't He's play- the Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Born on the Fourth of July, yeah. Wild at Heart, English Patient, uh, Existence, Boondock Staints. But,
1: by the way, till this day, I still haven't seen The English Patient.
0: Uh, you're not missing much. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Because that one was a highly acclaimed Oscar winner.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's fine. Okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you're not missing much. The Life Aquatic. Right. The Aviator, Fantastic Mr. Fox. John Carter, which I liked. I like John Carter. I haven't
1: seen... That's the Mars one? Yeah. I haven't seen that.
0: Uh, everyone hated it, but I, I thought it was watchable. Just like I, I liked um, the... Uh, uh, the space one recently, yeah, yeah, yeah we um, talked about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, out of the furnace, Grand Budapest Hotel, John Wick, and the Great Wall. I've seen the Great Wall yet. No, I haven't. That's uh, with Matt Damon. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, it's historically accurate, right? With the yeah, dragons.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a movie made for Chinese people. Okay. And what I understand is, you know, they have a major Hollywood market in yeah. China, and what I what I understand is that uh the chinese money market is big on stars and they and they like some american stars so if you if you can get an american big american star that's a big deal in a movie then it's going drive up drive up sales and so so this movie was not made for Americans is okay. the thing so when you watch it it's like if you don't like it, then you're just not, you're not a. It's sort, <laughs> to me, the movie was Transformers for Chinese people. Okay. All right. You know, it's like flashy and explosions and sure. you know what I mean? Um, Woody Harrelson for three billboards. Uh, I don't understand why he was nominated. Uh, maybe they just didn't have anyone else that they could pull from. But uh, we remember him from Cheers, yeah. from White Man Can't Jump, which is one of your favorite movies. One of my favorite movies. Uh, Indecent Proposal, Natural Born Killers. The People vs. Larry Flint, Kingpin, Thin Red Line, North Country, Scanner Darkly, Prairie Home Companion, which I love. He's done uh, a lot of awesome stuff. Yeah, actually. No Country for Old Men, amazing. Uh, Battle in Seattle, which I forgot he was in. <laughs> Semi-Pro, which is amazing. Uh, Trans-Siberian, another great movie. Actually, all these movies are great. I mean, every single movie I've I've read so far is like you know, seven or higher.
1: What he does a great job in everything he does. <laughs> Zom- Zombie
0: Land, Hunger Games, Seven Psychopaths, Now You See Me. Now that is a shitty movie. <laughs> Wait a minute. But did you see Now You See Me 2? <laughs> Both shitty. I think they're just trolling like watchers now. i um, out of the <laughs> furnace great LBJ. Just watched that today actually. He he plays Lyndon B. Johnson in LBJ and uh you know, again, if you like history, I, I think LBJ is fine. War for Planet of the Apes, amazing in yeah. that. Uh, th- in fact, that's what he should have been nominated for. For, for War of the Planet yeah. of the Apes. And he's, and he's uh, in in the Han Solo movie.
1: Oh, I think I knew that. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah,
0: uh, Re- Richard Jenkins is also nominated for Shape of Water. Uh, he has been in so many movies. Silverado, Hannah and Her Sisters, just one of my favorite Woody Allen movies. Uh, Witches of Eastwick. There's something about Mary. Snow falling on Cedars, which I don't remember him being in, but that's about the Japanese American experience, mm. told from a white person's perspective, as usual. Uh, me, myself, and Irene. I heart Huckabee's <laughs> Step Brothers. He's he's the dad and Stepbrothers. Uh, Burn after reading. Uh, he's he's the you know the the yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Killing them softly. Great movie. Killing them softly. Jack Reacher hated that movie. White House Down, blah. Turbo, the cartoon. Love that movie. Spotlight, great. And Kong Skull Island. <laughs> um, I didn't see that one. Uh, it's okay. It's entertaining. Uh, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World. Have not seen this movie. I, so I, this
1: is the one where he got replaced at the last second. Or I mean, right. he replaced he, Kevin Spacey.
0: Yeah, why? Because of the uh, the scandals.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it was... Uh, what a bold... This is Ridley Scott, right? I don't know. It was such a bold move, like at the last second, like, okay, I'm gonna reshoot. Yeah. Yeah. And and pulled it off, right? Well, but I mean Christopher Plummer is like yeah. one of the great so I'm so I wanna see that movie.
0: Uh what movies do you remember him from? Well The Sound of Music, of course.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually that might be the only movie. No, that's not true.
0: No, once I start saying you'll remember him. He's been in so many things. I mean, by the time even around before the Sound of Music, he'd been in a bunch of things. Star Trek Six he plays like a Klingon he which plays
1: in Star Trek Six is that the quest for peace or whatever the, the undiscovered country. country he
0: plays general Chang <laughs> uh, he was in Malcolm X, which I don't remember him being in. He was in twelve monkeys he was in the right. insider beautiful mind right right um, Alexander he, right. Play, he plays Aristotle uh, Syriana, which I still haven't seen which By see. way, I didn't like Alexander, but still yo no alexander's yeah. ter- terrible. <laughs> Uh, Inside Man. Oh, you haven't seen Syriana? I know. We keep talking about okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, he was in Up. He was in Nine. Have you seen the, the cartoon Nine? Or or Stop Animation? Nine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you know this movie? He was in Up? Yeah. He, he was, was a- He was Charles Muntz.
1: Oh, right. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. Uh,
0: Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. He plays Dr. Parnassus. Uh, that's the one where Heath Ledger died like halfway mm-hmm. through. And, and then you know, all these other people play. He, he was in Beginners, which is my favorite movie that he's been in. Have really? you seen this? No. Really great movie. Uh, it's with Ewan McGregor. Okay. And it's a, like a, based on a book by someone, I can't remember. He was in The Girl with Dragon Tattoo. Um, Sam Rockwell is oh. nominated, who he's, I think will win. He, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. For uh, which movie? For Three Billboards. Oh, th- for Three Billboards. Because there's no way that Woody is going to win for Three Billboards. Willem Dafoe for Florida Project? No way. Richard Jenkins, he plays. He's he's totally competent in Shape of Water, but it's not really an Oscar-winning performance. I haven't seen the Christopher Plummer movie, but Sam Rockwell and Three Billboards. This is a pretty. I think hum- they're going to give it to Christopher Plummer. That could be true that for be for true. three very important reasons. One,
1: it's a tour de force not it 's not a major performance in the movie, oh have you seen it? No no, no, but oh. I know I know so much about the story about how they replaced him and all these things, oh. and what the story behind the story, like what it 's about and all these things but it, it 's a you know it 's a famous historical figure
0: it's it 's what is it about i don 't even know what it 's about well well anyway, go on
1: you know rich rich guy 's son goes missing and then they want to extort him, and then he 's like no
0: <laughs> oh. you
1: 've seen the previews right like, no I have okay I haven't seen it well anyways, but the point is. He replaced Kevin Spacey.
0: Right. So they're sending a statement. I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Um, It also could be like they don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Mm. You know what I mean? But anyway, Sam Rockwell. So you know how I said Gary Oldman was my favorite actor of the 90s and early aughts? Mm. Well, I have been on record saying that Sam Rockwell was my favorite actor during the 2000s. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, I don't know if... He's my favorite, but he's amazing. He he was my favorite. Okay. He it, I, I I liked him before other people liked him. I'm okay. just gonna say, like I would seek out Sam Rockwell yeah. movies because I was like that His name. <laughs> that guy is so good. Um, the first movie I saw him in was in 1996 called Box of Moonlight. I've not seen that. A great, interesting indie movie. Lawn Dogs, another indie movie. Jerry and Tom, great movie. Safe- so
1: I haven't seen any of those, which might explain why I didn't know about him until yeah.
0: late. Yeah, Safe Men, Celebrity, Woody Allen movie. Uh, the Green Mile, you might remember him right. from that. Uh, and then Galaxy Quest Yes, was the big movie. But, but you skipped my favorite. What?
1: Uh, where, he's the special agent. The, Charlie's Angels? Confession,
0: of a, Confession of a Dangerous Mind? Confession
1: of a Dangerous Mind.
0: Yes. Yeah, so that was after that. Uh, oh, was it? Yeah, 2002. Yeah, oh Confessions God. of a Dangerous Mind was after Galaxy Quest, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, Matchstick Men, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, plays Z- Zaphod Beeblebrox. Wait, 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 hold on. Galaxy Quest with
1: Tim Allen.
0: Yeah. That's Star ni- Trek spoof. Yeah, 1999. Shut the F up. Yeah.
1: I could have paid billions that that was in the 2000s. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I had you know I hope the feds don't come after me, but I had Galaxy Quest uh, <laughs> like uh, dubbed onto another VHS okay. tape because I didn't have cable, and so I would just sort of pop that in along with uh, the, the <sighs> Abyss I had on on VHS.
1: Do you remember that documentary that came out in like two thousand seven or two thousand eight about Trekkies? It was called Trekkies, I uh-huh. think. Yeah, yeah. I might be getting not that I'm getting the two confused, but I might be my my mind might have done this weird thing where. It felt that that uh, that movie, yeah. Galaxy Quest, came out around that time.
0: Well, I also wouldn't be surprised if you hadn't seen
1: Galaxy Quest. No, I saw it in the theater, dude. Oh, okay. I saw it in the theater, and I loved
0: it. Okay. Uh, the Assassination of Jesse James by uh, Coward Robert Ford, uh, which I like. Choke, he plays the lead guy in Choke. Right. Frost Nixon, Moon, great movie. Oh,
1: <gasps> I forgot he was in Moon.
0: Uh, Iron Man 2, Cowboys and Aliens, Seven Psychopaths, great movie. Yeah. The way way back, which is different from the way back, which I talked about earlier. <laughs>
1: There's the one called the way way back. Well, the
0: way way back is, is a great. Sequel? It's a great movie. It's a. It's about a kid who goes to like a summer cabin, and he, um, with his mom and his new stepdad, and wait,
1: I know the way way back.
0: Yeah, that's he, the one. And he goes to a pool. Yeah, and, that's recent. Yeah. With
1: with um, our our office guy.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We keep forgetting Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. <laughs> Dude, that's a great movie. Yeah, it's and he's a great, the, He's the, like, the, the fun guy at the fun pool. fun guy at the pool. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. Poltergeist, which I, which I did not That's why when you said The Way Back, I got confused, because I was thinking of The Way Way Back. Right. Uh, Mr. Right, which I saw, which is a very weird movie. Um, he plays Mr. Right. And then Three Billboards, and then he's in a movie uh, next year, this coming year, called Backseat, in which he plays George W. Bush... And it's directed by Adam McKay. Whoa! Uh, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Sam Rockwell playing George W. Bush in a movie directed by Adam McKay. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who got snubbed was Ray Romano from The Big Sick. From mm. The Big Sick, uh, Woody Harrelson should not have been nominated. Ray Romano in The Big Sick is amazing. He's it, 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 he, similar to the rest of this movie. Ray Romano is hilarious. Yeah, like everyone loves Ray. Yeah, and touching, heartfelt. Like uh, the, the Big Sick, is a gritty, realistic movie, and yeah. and at the same time, hilarious. Uh-huh. Like it is, it's just an amazing movie. I can't, I can't, I can't talk. Say
1: good enough things. Yeah.
0: So. Um, okay, supporting actress Mary J. Blige from Mudbound. Uh, have you seen that? It's on, It's a no. net, It's a Netflix movie, which is interesting to okay. think that a a Netflix movie. Oh, really, yeah. It. It's just pure Netflix, huh. and um, uh, it's it's interesting. Um, her her performance is good. Uh, so yeah, Allison Janney from I Tanya, This is the predicted win. She plays Tanya Harding's mom. Okay. So she. So in I Tanya, basically. The mo- some of the movie is treated like they're interviewing them after. Yeah. you know what I mean. They have oh, okay, like, like uh, well, like like The Office, like where they have these like talking head interviews. Yeah, like sort of, like
1: Strictly Ballroom,
0: <laughs> yeah. or like or the
1: the um, all the the Christopher
0: uh, Christopher Pl- or Christopher um, the other Christopher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the docu docu the, right, right, exactly. Dramas, yeah, like. Um, Uh, best in show. Yeah. Um, Right. So Allison Janney uh, plays Tony Harding's mom, both in the real life of like dramatization and also the interview, the interview, she has a bird on her shoulder. And while every interview, she's just, it's just this from this one interview and there's this bird on her shoulder. Um, At the end of the movie, during the credits, they show, you know, actual like footage of interviews of these people. (laughs) And the, it's uncanny. Oh, really? How they reproduced? Because when you're watching the movie, you're like, "Oh, that's probably played up for laughs." You know, yeah. she has a bird on her shoulder. That's ridiculous. They show interviews from that time and of her like being that, interviewed, <laughs> and it looks even funnier in real life. <laughs> like it is. It is bizarre.
1: Well, speaking of that, the, James freaking
0: Franco, right? Yeah. I mean, that's Ab- crazy. Like just you know, beat to beat, total recreation. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Allison Janney, she's been in the Ice Storm, Primary Colors, Celebrity, Ten Things I Hate About You, American Beauty, Over the Hedge, which was a uh, cartoon which I liked, Juno, The Help, The Way Way Back, Spy, great movie, Minions, The Girl on the Train, I Tanya, and many other things. Do you uh, think
1: they, by the way, do you think they snubbed uh, James Franco at this point because there was
0: those allegations? Yeah, after yeah, yeah, too too much toxicity around that. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Manville from Phantom Thread, she was uh, she's been nominated. Uh, she was great. Uh, she's been on a lot of stuff, but nothing I've seen. Lori Metcalf from Lady Bird, uh, this is my hoped win because she's the she plays the mom. Mm-hmm. The whole movie Lady Bird is about mom and daughter. Yeah, daughter is you know I think a senior in high school. It's Isn't about it
1: about like this guy who used to play
0: the superhero character and then he goes flying around the town. Exactly. And Lori Metcalf is is a, so Laurie Metcalf and Saoirse Ronan are just amazing in this movie. Um, you might remember her from Jackie from Roseanne, mm-hmm. uh, but she's also she was also oh yeah, wow yeah.
1: I used to love her character. on Yeah,
0: that. but when you when you think about her character, you don't you don't think oh that actress is amazing. No, you just think and I haven't seen her right. Well. So she's been in a bunch of things, yeah. but the, the th- she was in Uncle Buck. She was in Desperately Seeking Susan, which I don't... She was in Leaving Las Vegas and Javis... Wow. J- the, but the one thing you probably do remember her from was she was the mom in the Toy Story movies.
1: Oh, okay. But I didn't know that. No, of course not. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: Octavia Spencer nominated for The Shape of Water. Uh, I don't understand why she got nominated for this. I mean, she's great, but right. I, I don't... I'm, I mean, it, This is supporting... Yeah. Yeah. She was an actress and she did. (laughs) She she, supported. She did her job, but I (laughs) wouldn't call it like Oscar really. She was in Being John Malkovich, Big Mama's House, Malkovich,
1: Malkovich, Malkovich.
0: uh, Spider Man, SWAT, Bad Santa, (laughs) Coach Carter, (laughs) Beauty Shop, The Soloist, great movie, The Help, which she uh, won for Best Supporting Actress, Fruitvale Station, Snowpiercer, blah, Uh, The Divergent series, blah. Zootopia, yay. Bad Santa 2, haven't seen. Hidden Figures, which she was nominated uh, for Best Supporting and didn't win. Um, okay. Wait a minute. What?
1: Hold on. So, oh, so this is a, a black person? Yeah. Oh, so this isn't the gal, the main gal in uh, Shape of Water. No, she she, okay,
0: she was nominated for Best Actress. Okay, got it, got it. Got it. Octavia Spencer bit, You know, for... Okay. So I'm just going to rattle through the rest of these, and then we'll say goodbye uh, animated feature nominations: Boss Baby, yay. Which, which I liked as we talked about. The Breadwinner, which I haven't seen. Coco, which Coco, I, yay. which I hope and predict will win. Ferdinand, which I haven't seen because I didn't look like it would appeal to me. Seen it's based
1: on the bull story. Like, it's based on a is children's good? story. Is I haven't good? seen it.
0: Oh, and Loving Vincent, which I haven't seen. And to me, I'm like, no Lego Batman. Are you kidding? Right. Me?
1: That is that's an outrage.
0: Lego Batman. Is arguably even better than Coco in some respects. Oh yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know artistically or what, because you know Coco was artistically very beautiful, but how entertaining can a movie be?
0: Yeah, I liked it way better than the first Lego movie. <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, I liked the first Lego yeah. movie, but this one t- upped it. <laughs> Lego Batman. I was laughing from beginning to end. <laughs> it was so good. I had to watch it a second time because I miss jokes. Oh, and I, so
1: many references. Yeah. Yeah, like they go by like this.
0: Yeah, and 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 it's a great screenplay. Yeah, like it, a like a, with a message. It's A good story. It's and, the b- whole thing and believable. I mean, the character between you have Robin, you have Batman, and then you have the the, the woman mayor who, <laughs> or the woman commissioner who right. takes over for Commissioner Gordon.
1: He shows up at the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, you'll understand. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, uh, hey, Batman, and they're having a party. Yeah. weren't the Wonder Twins there? Like it's like
0: Yeah. <laughs> um they were all there. Wonder, Everyone. Wonder Even Wonder some
1: one. of those like because I used to love the the Justice League and all this stuff. And remember how they would add the the guy who could the Native American guy would grow. Oh yeah. And then they had the the the, the Hawk Hawkeye or Hawk not Hawkeye. Hawk, Hawkman? Hawkman? And they had the Green Lantern, but they also had the Flash. And then they it would grow and grow and grow. And after a while, they had some random ones that you'd only yeah. see like once.
0: <laughs> Shape of a Bucket of Water. Yeah. Um, adapted Screenplay, following got nominated. Uh, Call Me By Your Name, The, the Disaster Artist. So uh, that got For nominated. what category? Uh, adapted Screenplay adapted for, screenplay. for, okay. for okay. writing. Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. I have not seen Molly's Game yet. Um, I think – I heard that Molly's Game is predicted to win, Aaron Sorkin. You know, it's funny with, with Logan because,
1: of course, I love the movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's very different from the graphic novel. Interesting. So I don't know how they judge no, best. They,
0: no, they – no. It, they don't give an Oscar to the most accurate yeah. adapted screenplay. It's, it's just, just like – based on. Yeah, it's just yeah. – it, okay. it's kind of interesting that they even – uh, I think they separate them out because they're like, well, yeah, you're you didn't write the original story. So. I see, I see. Um, original screenplay. We have the big sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. I predict that Get Out will win because, Ooh, yeah, because I think there's a lot of energy around Get Out,
1: and it's it's. I mean, you talk about original, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah, it's a great uh, screenplay. I hope that The Big Sick wins. But I, I'd be happy if Get Out wins. Actually, I'd be happy if Lady Bird wins as well, Greta Gerwig. In a year where you had vanilla derivative stuff like Mother. Yeah. Uh, cinematography, Blade Runner will probably win. Uh, and I and I hope it does. It's the, a beautiful movie. And unique. And yeah. It, you could argue without good cinematography this movie would have been half as good yeah totally uh the darkest hours nominated dunkirk mudbound and the shape of water shape of water i think could win this Uh, mudbound is great but i don't think it really shows off cinematography uh dunkirk absolutely shows off cinematography so i it would deserve it Darkest Hour does not have excellent cinematography. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a good movie, but I wouldn't say the cinematography is amazing. Yeah, uh, Blade Runner, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, all amazing. I mean, talk about a you know an embarrassment of riches. You know, it's like all three of those movies would be like deserving.
1: I mean, isn't Darkest Hour a lot of inside shots? Uh yeah, yeah. Like it's, a lot of people talking in the dark. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you know, it looks pretty and it's well yeah. shot, but yeah. I but it wouldn't put it on the category of Blade Runner or Dunkirk. I mean, Dunkirk, the cinematography is it's crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it to to someone who loves who geeks out on cinematography. I was watching it again last night mm-hmm. and you can tell like he used natural light.
1: But that's I mean, Christopher Nolan is so known for his
0: yeah. amazing cinematography. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. he manages to shoot uh, ships sinking and people who are trying to get out as a as a physical thing that yeah. is maybe to make it look like the side of a ship is turning in the water and people in uniforms mm-hmm. are, and helmets are trying to get out from underneath and it's all real natural lighting. You can tell, like, it's Jesus. not... Or or natural, very natural looking lighting, yeah. anyway. Um, whereas other directors would, you know, they would light it in a particular way. Like right. when, like all you got to do is watch Titanic, sure. and see what like you know Hollywood lighting looks like. Whereas with in there's a, there's there's shots on the beaches where they're long shots, yeah, where you can't light it. You know, yeah. you can't light someone a hundred yards away. Mm. Because they're, they're, the lights would be too close. They would yeah. be captured. And, and so you can tell, like, he just plopped a camera down. He waited for all the footsteps to get washed away by the sea. So it would just be this pristine beach. Right. And he waited for the sun to kind of be filtering through the clouds. Because the other thing is weather was a was a factor in the story of Dunkirk. And I think he wanted to make the weather accurate as well. Uh, it is just it's it's, it's, it's just it's just a really well shot movie so dunkirk deserves it for one direction but blade runner also deserves it for another right. direction you know anyway um so yeah
1: like dunkirk makes it look accurate and real and historic blade runner presents you presents you with this beautiful fantastical future view
0: and also has an element of, of reality, too. Yeah. Like, there's, actu- there's absolutely CGI in the cinematography yeah. of this movie, but there's also, like, actual shots of actual places, yeah, you know? Right right. um, so I just wanted to kind of, like, review uh, real quick past uh, movies that have won, just because I think it's interesting to kind of, with some distance, see what won in the past. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So, uh, of course, Best Picture last year, Moonlight. Um, and it was against. So, sorry, no, no, it's Lala La Land. <laughs> it it was against Lala La Land, Arrival, Manchester by the Sea, Fences, Heller, High Water, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Hacksaw Ridge.
1: I was so happy that Moonlight won over Lala La Land. Yeah, so mean, happy.
0: Yeah, me too. I I, I was I figured Lala La Land would win, but I was really happy that I did not think Moonlight was going to win. I mean, I'm I'm still actually really surprised that Moonlight won because yeah. it is so not Hollywood. Yeah. And you know, not even of a subject matter that Hollywood or anyone would usually want to watch, you know?
1: What's your favorite La La Land
0: song to karaoke? <laughs> uh uh what's the, what, what's the big song? I mean, you know the big City one. Of City lights. Of lights. I thought it was okay. Have you rewatched it by the way? No. I mean, it it, it I rewatched but, it. Listen, but to be
1: honest, it to me, it would have been a better movie for me. I'm being selfish, if it wasn't a musical. Yeah. It just just the two of them struggling in Hollywood. Show me them playing a little I, bit here or there.
0: I like the City of Lights uh, songs. I liked when she sings for the audition. I thought that was that was that really, was a touching moment. That was and and a, I thought a nice song. I like it when they are doing the little tap dance. And the you know what's this song where it's just like it, it I wish it, it felt like this,
1: Amateur Hour for me.
0: It is sort of Amateur Hour because they're, they're not they're not it is. but they're not you know they're not Broadway singers right. These but are I,
1: I mean why am I watching Amateur Hour? Yeah,
0: Don't I get, get it. A no, musical look, then. then. I'm not gonna defend La La Land. I mean it's <laughs> it's a it, you know it it was a forgettable movie. I, I I loved Moonlight, Arrival, and Manchester by the Sea, and Fences and heller highwater right. much much better yeah right. uh, best director Damien Damien Chazelle for La La Land uh, best actor Casey Affleck Emma Stone so a lot of yeah some 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 so best director and Emma Stone um, okay so i want to go back to, to 2016 do you remember who won the oscar for Birdie best Man? no it was spotlight
1: wait is this the year of birdman
0: uh, birdman was
1: 2015 yeah oh yeah okay well Spotlight, yes. yes, I remember that.
0: and it was up against The Revenant, which, which
1: Spotlight is a great. I finally did watch Spotlight; it was great.
0: Yeah, but and I, but I wouldn't say it's best picture. Not
1: better than The Revenant, that's for freaking sure.
0: Or Room, or Brooklyn, or oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, it, but it was up against Martian and Bridge of Spy. I got. I,
1: I mean, Bridge I of I Spy and Mad Max. I was. I was. I liked. Um, I. I I was not expecting to like it as much because I so much, it had Which? been hyped so much. Which? Uh, the one that won. Um, Spotlight? Spotlight.
0: Because it had been hyped so movie. much. Great movie. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah, great movie, but I wouldn't say it's best picture material. Well, the, yeah,
1: the difference is The Revenant like kind of changed my life. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I watched that movie, and I felt so fragile. Yeah. I felt like, how did anyone survive? Yeah. How did my ancestors get here? Yeah. What is this?
0: <laughs> Have you seen Room yet, by the way?
1: Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, uh, how's his sex life, Mark? <laughs> uh,
0: Best Director, Alejandro Iñárritu for, for The Revenant. So, The Revenant did get some love there. Yeah, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for Best right. Actor. So, you know, Revenant did get some love. Brie Larson for a Room. Uh, and then 2015, Birdman. Birdman. It was up against Whiplash.
1: Which was a great movie. Yeah.
0: I mean, I thought Birdman deserved it because, you know... To me, Best Picture needs to be sort of a grand movie. A little epic. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked Birdman, but its weirdness
1: was a little gratuitous yeah. for me. Just yeah. a little.
0: Well, the ending, I thought, I, I wish when he, so I hope this isn't spoil, So Spoiler alert. When, when he shoots himself. <laughs> I w- I I actually in that moment in the theater I wished uh, I was like oh man I hope it I hope it ends yeah that is a perfect ending right because we don't know what happened right. it just ends right but then they go on and on yeah. and, you know and 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 everything beyond that point I was like. Not only is this weird and surreal and pointless. Right,
1: but you're ruining that perfect moment.
0: But you're ruining a perfect moment, and I'm not even clear if this is a real thing that's happening because yeah. you know, you're showing me things to th- make it think yeah. it wasn't real. Anyway, yeah. uh, it was up against Whiplash, Selma, which is amazing, A Grand Budapest Hotel, Boyhood, which you loved, uh, Theory of Everything, American Sniper, and Imitation Game. Uh Alejandro won for Birdman, so but won both Best Picture and Director. Eddie Renbane won Best Actor. Julianne Moore made for Still Alice, great movie. Jill- Julianne Moore totally deserved that. I thought she was amazing in Still Alice. J.K. Simmons won for won for Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So there we go. Um, so what do we have to say about Oscars 2018, Bruno?
1: I have a lot of catching up to do. First of all. <laughs> Uh, second, lots of interesting pushy buttons, like like lots of difficult topics being tackled. Yeah, and um, I am wondering if in twenty nineteen, although it hasn't happened, or sorry, in twenty eighteen, it hasn't happened yet. But I was sort of thinking, are are we going to see movies coming out this year that sort of tackle Me Too type topics? You know? Yeah. Like I I don't know if that if that'll happen. Or maybe by 2019. I, don't, I mean, there's a delay. The shape
0: in of water. Things. The shape of water does is me too ish. Yeah, there's. But it
1: was not. It was obviously done way before. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, do other movies have me too moments? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so Get Out doesn't. Darkest Hour doesn't. Lady Bird. I don't think does. Dunkirk does not. There's. Yeah. I don't even. There's only like one woman in Dunkirk. I think. Yeah. Uh, three board, three billboards doesn't really. Phantom Thread kind of does actually, but not really. Um, yeah. Well, it'll take a while for that whole thing to kind of bubble up, right? Yeah. You know. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens. It's interesting.
1: That. One of the <laughs> one of the more effective movies about workplace sexual harassment was Disclosure. But but it's it's this movie that is mixed in with this whole VR thing. And it's a woman doing it to a guy. <laughs> Do you remember that disclosure with Michael Douglas? No. And uh, uh, what's her name from? Uh, anyways, she, she was in the 80s in every movie in the 80s. Yeah. Um, what's the movie where uh, Rob Lowe and her, and it's like they meet one night? Um, she was in, uh, she was with uh, Patrick Swayze, the, the clay pottery movie. Oh, Ghost. Demi Moore. Demi Moore, thank you. She's the bad girl in the Disclosure movie. Oh. Yeah. And it's based on a Michael Crichton novel. Interesting. Yeah. And that came out in like na- mid-90s or something. Okay. Yeah, and so it was like sort of a a very interesting time, very early for a movie about workplace sexual harassment to come out. It just happened to be a woman harassing a guy.
0: Yeah, well, to my memory, I think that's what they did. You know, Hollywood's like, ooh, you know, let's make a movie about sexual harassment, but let's switch the genders.
1: But it was his... I mean, it was, that's how he wrote the book, you know? And so I I wonder if... Did I forget that... The, was there a big workplace sexual harassment stuff in the early 90s? I oh, my God, that. yeah.
0: Uh Really? Uh, (gasps) Clarence Thomas Thomas. and all that stuff oh
1: right
0: yeah I mean that's when it all began so
1: maybe Michael Crichton wrote it as like well you know happens to guys too yeah (laughs) which is fair but you know
0: yeah I mean it does it happens but it's it's a lot uh, rarer I really liked the book
1: that was one of his books that I really enjoyed Um, there were aspects of the movie that I liked but it also went a little wonky
0: Anywho. (laughs) Well, that does it for that long episode of Psychology in Seattle in which we talked about many different Oscar movies and otherwise. Thanks for joining us out there. Please take care of yourself because you deserve it.